Welcome everybody to Coriander Society Adventures and also welcome to D20 Deathmatch! All right, yeah, excellent, excellent. There it is. Nailed it. <laughs> Today's adventure resumes once again in the lands of the Dread Fortress, the void beyond time and space. Our heroes, John Carmichael and Asena, have traveled here hot on the heels of their arch nemesis, Ralzamon, master of the unknown, who, just as it seems that they were about to finish him off once and for all, was pulled through the void by a mysterious figure drawn to this place where he and Asena had done battle before by the will of the Arbiter. Our heroes, of course, had no choice but to follow him, upon which they arrived in the hanging city of Prexmarin that floats within the void surrounding the Dread Fortress. There, they met Lyris, a important leader of the Faithful, a surreptitious organization that fights on the Grandmaster's behalf in a shadow war against the, the Arbiter's inevitable coup. D they defeated multiple enemies, some of whom were familiar from worlds that they traveled to before, drawn from all over time and space, and upon vanquishing them, united with Lyris and made their way safely to the home of the Faithful, where they have had a chance to take a long rest, have recouped their strength, and are ready to begin their adventure again. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. All right, awesome. Seems, seems, seems it. All right, excellent, excellent. Uh, Mudcat, how are things going in the real world outside of the Dread Fortress and such? Oh, they're uh, they're chaotic, just like inside the Dread Fortress. So, you know, continuity is important. Continuity is right. important. I just try to keep my entire life one never-ending stream of chaotic events. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, uh, Matt. How is your stream of chaotic events going? Yes, it's going. Uh, it's going well. I'm glad that that stream is on hold so I can be here for this stream. <laughs> the, the, we prefer our live stream over the life stream. Exactly. exactly. Final Fantasy VII notwithstanding. I a, a mana flow instead of, uh, yes, exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep. Uh, Pods, how are things going in your world? I also love the chaos. I also love whatever genre of music this is. <laughs> Uh, I, I call this D20 Deathmatch music, but it's mostly metal. <laughs> I was, there's this game coming out where like you get to like shoot and kill baddies like to metal, metal. Hellsinger. Yes, and I was like, I think I like this music. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, huge fan. This is the I good don't stuff. Know, I don't like listen to a lot of music, so I'm just like, you should have seen us when we were getting the countdown. We were both like jamming. <laughs> <laughs> just cat jamming out of our minds. It was fun. Yeah, but my life is good. Also chaotic, and um, as you could tell, not sure if you heard my family. <laughs> I just live in a box of chaos. My boyfriend calls me the chaos monster, so. <laughs> you know, the box of chaos in the void of the Dread Fortress is full of magic items. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember That's a that. Thing. True. That's a thing. But it's it's carefully held out of reach of everybody except during death matches. Um, speaking of chaos and such... Uh, we do have a giveaway that we're going to do today. Uh, Dr. Grodbort's scientific violence has graced us with two Raygun enamel pins and a, uh, a copy of their book. So we're not sponsored or anything, but they're handing out some of those giveaways. So I'll go ahead and organize that in the chat. Uh, stand cool. by. Yeah, yeah. It looks fun. It's like Raygun Gothic. I actually have plans to go in that direction at some point, some planetary romance with Coriander Society. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Like planets dating so, each other? Um, probably not. <laughs> Though, if there's interest, we can explore that. What is planetary romance? 
him. Planetary Romance. You ever see John Carter of Mars? No. Okay, Planetary I'm Romance. I'm a very uncultured individual. Same. Planetary Romance is a genre that was written back in like the the twenties through the fifties, and it is science fiction, but old-fashioned science fiction. So you go to Mars and you like fight with swords and you rescue a princess on Mars and all this swashbuckling oh. stuff like that. Uh, Treasure Planet is actually a decent example of the genre. Oh, I freaking love Treasure Planet. There you, you go. Okay. Like, yeah, Treasure Planet. I like to think of it as Conan the Barbarian in, in space. <laughs> exactly. Like a space uh, opera. Yeah, space opera like, also. The books for Conan, not like the movies with Arnold, because those are very different kind of Conan. Yeah, that's more like the sword and sorcery. All right, yeah. well, I think we're, we've been talking too much because chat just played a malfunction card already, so something oh. is going to break down. Uh, as long as it's not one of our microphones, I'll be satisfied. So, let me go ahead and take care of some housekeeping. Um, but you awaken within... We, we got to tone this down. This is too extreme for the current situation. Hold on, hold on. Okay, this, okay. This is the balance that I have to find every week. Exactly. This is actually just How John's metal is inspiring speech. John's just rocking out. And that's yeah. how he's inspiring. He has that feat that gives everyone bonus hit points. So instead of doing that, he just... Hits his cell phone because he's carrying a cell phone everywhere he goes. And he just plays that soundtrack. You know, John knows the crowd. He he activates the dual disc and he just sets up like a very small but really rocking concert. And it's just like holding up his phone like, yeah, I think this is what's going to get everyone going today. All right. Excellent. It doesn't have to be an inspiring speech just because the feat says that. That's All right. right. You awaken <laughs> battered and bruised after your successful defeat of Hatham the Blood Berserker, several Knights of Terra Nimbus, and other foes derived from various planes of the multiverse across time and space. You have had a chance to meet briefly some of the members of the Faithful, this covert group, um, but you haven't really talked too much about the situation. What's going on with Ralzamon? Where is he? How is he working for the Arbiter? How is he still alive? Any of that. But you have a chance to rest. Uh, it, it's makeshift cots on the floor of this workshop that serves as their headquarters. Uh, you all have a fitful night. or a, how, how do you sleep? How well do you folks sleep? I, I have a fitful night. Okay. All right. Perfect. Understandable. Have a nice day. Uh, Pods, how does Asena get a night of sleep? Um, well, she was definitely beat up for... I don't know if she's gotten that low before, so... <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely tired, but probably, like, her mind is not at ease, considering she doesn't know what's going on with Rousemon. Okay. And Lyris, how do you sleep? You're used to these digs. He doesn't sleep well at all, apparently, according to the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Plays uh, tossing and turning on the the his table, which doubles as a uh, not only his workspace where he drafts his plans, but also his bed. But uh, it's oh, no. uh, it's grown uncomfortable as he's uh, as he slept on it night night after night, and the boards and have started to to warp, and the nails are popping out. Mm -hmm. Just, no, uh, he's too big. No carpenter on staff. You've got blacksmiths, but no carpenters. Right, right. We're we're in we're in the market for one. All right. Uh, just keep an ear out for that, folks. If you have that skill set, there's a place for you. Oh, okay. uh, also, quick thing I forgot. Last time, this was a choice that we made, and we didn't get to dissolve it and resolve it rather until today. Uh, as they're getting ready to go to bed, and it makes sense since uh, we have <laughs> we have our void bear going to bed on their own work table. Uh, John's gonna approach them before the the night is over, 
Uh, you know, I actually found some supplies with which to craft one of my runic marks upon your flesh. If you'd like, I can imbue a spell to give you a little oomph in one of our next encounters. Uh, uh, an oomph? What, the, what kind of oomph? It, it's entirely your preference, my friend. I just figured since you were so valiant in coming to my associates and my aid, I just wanted to do you a little solid, just a, a little tit for tat, as it were. Uh, and John goes ahead and describes a few of the things that we can do. Uh, he has a very over-enunciated and flowery way of saying this, but effectively, uh, you can choose either Magic Missile, Silent Image, Dragon's Breath, Group of Winter, Old Person, Tasha's Mind Whip, or Scorching Ray. One of those spells to be imbued upon your person. Oh, let's let's definitely go Magic Missile. Perfect. All right, you John's going to imbue us. attack the darkness. John's going to imbue a second level Magic Missile uh, over the course of two hours uh, into what part of uh, of your body, sir? Uh, I, I think he would just hold out his hand. Not really, un, un, kind of unsure about what you're doing exactly. Uh, you know, my my father would probably say this is cheating, but okay. what does he know? It's not cheating because Nothing, you're not the one doing it. And uh, John will go ahead and take Lyris's palm in hand and over the next few hours is going to etch the runes. Uh, rather, runes. I always say runes. It's not runes. It's runes. Not yet. Just very, Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and John's going to go ahead and put this into his Celtic script. It's a lot of not work is what makes up this tattoo. Oh, cool. Uh. It didn't, uh, didn't really hurt. I thought it was going to hurt. Oh, you wanted it to hurt? Okay, I'll... No, I wanted it to hurt. I just assumed time. when you're, you're, you know... I'm very, very good at what I do. That's not really... Uh, I know enough magic to get by, but uh, not, uh, not anything like this. Well, you made a good choice, Lyris. That uh, spell will ensure if you need to do a finishing blow or to knock back anyone who's got defenses that are a little too tough, that'll definitely do it, so... Great job. I'm going to go ahead and hit the hay now. And uh, if you need me, let me know. And also, and he kind of looks around for dagger person. Can you just make sure that they don't bother my my friend and I? I, I really don't want to have to keep my eyes open. Ooh, uh, Baptiste? Uh, you don't have to worry about him. He uh, usually gets tired from all of the stabbing practice around 9, 9.30. So he'll, he'll, he'll be out before you even get to your room. Okay, yeah. And John checks the time, making sure he goes to bed after 9, 9.30. I like to think that his cell phone, because it's Magitech, somehow automatically aligns with the local... You know, if you travel across oh, yeah. state lines, your yeah. cell phone updates with the time zone. Somehow it does that here. As you move from one part of the void to another, it just, like, does some weird stuff. <laughs> okay. Everyone, regain all of your resources. Uh, you're going to need them. Chat has been hard at work. <laughs> Ruining everything. Uh, the next day... The weather has taken a turn for the worse. Uh-oh. Uh, you hear thunder rolling in overnight. Is there anything I need to know about the weather patterns in the void beyond time and space, Mudcat? Uh, you, you should expect anything at any time. It's it's kind of like Perfect. it's kind of like growing up in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Yeah. Relatable. And quick question to, the, to, the, to those who know it. Who is this Dragonborn fellow that, that was, was that Frank that we need to avoid the food mm. for? You didn't, uh, you didn't meet him. That was not Frank though. It was, the, that was the blind Dragonborn that uh, was wandering his way around. And who, did we get a name for that person? Don't think you've asked yet. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have to call. I have to call a flag on the play. Um, currently, I'm planning on holding some of these acts of God until we get moving, so that we can drop them at the dramatically appropriate time. But as you rise the next morning, somebody has invoked the power of Doug the Pug. Oh. The Doug, Doug the Pug card has, in fact, been played. And we got to do that one immediately because that's one of our special uh, for this collection. Okay, so here's what Doug the Pug does. I'm going to have Mudcat flip a coin, roll 1d2 or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. Is there a 1d2 in the dice? If you do slash, uh, R, slash R space 1d2 in, or just roll yeah. any dice and we'll say even is two, odd is one. I'm fine with got either. It. Think. Oh, it's a one. Ah, it's a one. Today is a Bones Day. <laughs> oh yes, everybody. A Bones Day. It's a Bones Day. So as you rise full of energy and ready to do things, you all gain the benefits of a hero's feast spell. Oh, oh. we like Bones Day. Okay. Yes. Well, actually, even if it's a no Bones Day, it's not a bad thing because self care oh, is important okay. too. Yeah. Oh well, that's good to know. Exactly. The robotic, the cy cyborg zombie doggo. Shines his blessings upon you. So what is <laughs> Heroes Feast do? Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Oh All my right. god, you weren't kidding about the stream loots cards. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some stuff is happening. That's all I have to say for the time being. Oh boy. <laughs> it's, I don't know how far we're gonna make it today. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, so for 24 hours, all of you are immune to poison. You're all immune to being frightened. You make all your wisdom saves with advantage, and uh I'm gonna have each of you roll two d10, and your temp, your hit point maximum is increased by that. Maximum and current is increased by that for the next 24 hours. All right. Pause gets six hit points. Mudcat gets five hit points. Matt, give me that sweet, sweet two d10. Eight. All right, cool. So in addition to the temporary hit points that uh, John gives you by playing metal on his cell phone, how many temporary hit points do you give everyone in the morning? Uh, wait, it's, it's 14, so. There you go. 14 temporary hit points in addition to that hit point maximum that you got. Oh, yeah. very nice, very nice. Because again, that Hero's Feast isn't temporary hit points. It's a change to your maximum for 24 hours. That's correct. So as you awaken, uh, we're not going to call it exactly a Hero's Feast Mudcat, what's for breakfast this morning? What, what what smell do our heroes discover as they awaken within the Forge of the Faithful? Oh gosh, you uh, you, you awaken to a an aroma that is not really identifiable. It's it's pungent. It's not an unpleasant odor. If you had to if you had to put a put a smell or a name to it, it might be. Uh, leather like a baseball glove uh as as frank is over at the the cauldron stirring in bits of leather for their nutritional value tie in fiber <laughs> like all of that all of that uh, that tanned hide and just throwing it in with uh with beans and and whatever various meats he might have found around at the market or other places you know where wherever, wherever yeah, you know, there's there could could be a potential for you know a rat that scurried too close to the cauldron. Who knows? Uh, there's really there's really no put anything past Frank. But also, you notice there's pineapple in it. So, 
Oh, it can't be all bad. <laughs> I guess that depends on how you like your pizza. <laughs> all right. As our heroes gather... Just to clarify, are we eating pineapple boots? Is that what's happening? Well, it's not just pineapple and boots. There's other stuff in there, too. There's beans and meat. Any other questions? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. John, John, John suffers through his pineapple boot and has about as good of a meal as he had sleep last night. It's hearty, yeah. but he's not fond of it. It's it's not heart. You, it's supposed to be spelled hearty, but it's actually hearty in this particular yeah. instance. Oh, actually, sorry. John's not just powering through this. John uses press digitation because he can do that as a warlock. And he makes it taste like a steak from wound. It's a, a nice, pleasant. It's it's the texture's a bit off, but uh, but he 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 can make it through just fine. And he's gonna offer uh, that same service for Asana if she would like. The, I think this tastes great. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I I don't see anything wrong with this at all. Lyris gets up uh, from his his table where he was still laying and tossing and turning. He'll get up and wander over to, to Frank and ooh, just sigh as he looks at this stew and without even saying anything, gets a, a huge uh, a huge uh, bowl and just puts it in and just starts without even thinking. Just he's eating this kind of food so often from Frank that he's just shoveling in his mouth like. He just looks defeated. Like he's not even, he's not really worried or upset about it. It just, he's just dead inside <laughs> as he eats it. He's Relatable. Just, <laughs> yeah. Wait, now, just to clarify, we're eating the food from the same Frank that you said don't eat their food. Well, uh, I mean, you gotta eat, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if you have the choice, don't eat the food, but. Uh, well, we don't have a choice, is what you're saying. I mean, there's always a choice, I suppose. Uh, you could, you could try to find something on your own if you wanted. There's, uh, there's things around the market, but uh, I don't know what's open this time of day. This is a very interesting establishment you run. We can't leave unless you tell us to, and we can't eat the food here unless we really want to. But I don't have a way of getting it unless you allow me to leave. Am I allowed to leave to go get more food? Well, uh. I mean, I suppose you could, but uh, I would have to send Baptiste with you. I'll stick with the uh, the Hawaiian boot. <laughs> All right, John, as you as you suffer through the Hawaiian boot, please roll a Constitution saving throw because even if you can change the flavor, you can't change the substance with advantage because Chat has given you inspiration against food poisoning. Okay, very good. Very specific. And the survey a dirty says, 20. A dirty 20. Okay. Well, then, miraculously, you managed to keep it all down. We'll check back with you in like 8 to 12 hours, okay? Uh, sure. Like I said, high in fiber. All right. Does anybody... Asena has hey, a is cast... Is this just me? No one yeah. else has to make yeah, this Asena has a cast iron stomach, and Lyris has been eating this stuff for a long time. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I need a... I, you know what? Next stream overlay, or if we ever play like a, the Fallout tabletop RPG, I need a button that has makes somebody's character like whoever will remember this. I need yes. that on the overlay, a hundred percent. Okay. So, any other business at breakfast? 
No? Sounds like we're good? No, I think I think we're very John is uh despite the fact that this this horrible rot running through his gut didn't cause him any current distress, he can definitely feel it building and he is not pleased and he just he's staring daggers at daggers. He's disappointed in Frank and he is just mulling over the fact that he has really no idea where he is and the only goal currently is to to make it through their current endeavor, find Rausamon, finally defeat them, and and go along with his uh, his 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 life goal for the last who knows how long, and try and find a way back home, wherever home is at the time. Okay. Is the Santa making conversation over dinner? Is she just chorfing things down? Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I think she's just eating and. Mm-hmm. Reflecting. I mean, she'll respond if people talk to her, but... Okay. All right. Laris, after you've choked everything down, does anyone do the dishes? Who does the dishes? Uh, <laughs> That's a great question. Or <laughs> do they uh, just sort of stack up? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a... At this point, there's a, there's enough mercenaries and, and, and random people coming through here that uh, no one really takes responsibility for cleaning up. It's more kind of like a like a college apartment. John gets sick sits of it up first. From the table. Yeah, John sits up from the table and uh, will crack his knuckles and say, "Okay, I I can find a use here. Uh, just a moment. Let me go ahead and uh, give you a bit of a uh, a little something something to return the favor for this uh, glorious meal." John makes his way over to wherever the horrid mess of of pots and pans and plates are. And he's going to do one of his favorite things in the world, which is what I would love to have in real life, and use magic to clean everything. And he's just going to spend the next however long it takes to clean literally that entire room, make it spotless. This is where we play that musical cue from Sword in the Stone, right? Where like all the dishes are washing themselves. <laughs> oh, it. no, no. This, this this is more like Fantasia, where he literally oh, yeah. comes on his dual disc, and there's just those brooms, that those animated brooms that go around, and okay, they're not Sorcerer's actually doing anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, and he doesn't explain they're why they're there. there. Nobody gets the reference. He just does it. Nope. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, you know, John doing John stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Asana's basically learned not to question it, except when it's funny. All right. So, <laughs> breakfast is cleaned up. Mudcat, do you want to play the seer or do you want me to play the seer? Or just seer, no title, just seer. Oh, oh, I'm I'm more than comfortable playing the seer. Okay, I believe I've pre-armed you, um, yeah, and that would be the person who they need to talk to. Okay, perfect. As uh, as Lyrus stands up, he's actually he went and got himself before he finished. He got himself a second bowl without even thinking. Just uh, he's a he's a huge individual, so he's just shoveling food in. Uh, well, uh, I guess it's time to. I'm going to get around and do something today. Uh, I know, t- you know yesterday was rough, but uh, well, the, the fight's not going to fight itself, I suppose. But, uh, but first, I think I think there's someone that uh, I'd like you to meet. As he... Uh, follow me this way. As he motions for you to, to follow him. Um, to that to that white dragon board that you saw wandering around before... Um, his uh, his scales are uh, look very old and, and kind of worn. Um, he's obviously very old. His his eyes are white, and uh, doesn't doesn't seem to really uh, take notice of you coming closer. But he's he's kind of just standing on his own. Um, 
almost like he's looking off at something, but uh, it, there's nothing for him to look at. It's just, he's just he's just staring in a direction. Uh, this is the seer. Uh, he'll uh, he'll want to talk to you. He's a uh, don't startle him though. He's a little bit a uh, little bit shaky. Uh, I I can hear you, Lyris. I, I I can smell you. You smell like <clears throat> shoe leather. As uh, as the seer turns around, putting his arms behind his back. Um, uh, let me let me let me look at you here. Let me let me have a have a a peek. As he actually walks up, surprisingly close to both of you, and uh, and starts to look at you. Um, even though it's obvious he's blind, he's very much bending and examining you, um, as if he were as if he were looking. Ah, uh, yes, I, I see. Uh, uh, adventuring types, I see, huh? Yes, that's right. Hmm. Yes, I've I've known many an adventurer. Uh, most of them dead at this point. Uh, that's what happens when you live to be my age. Uh, Everyone you know and care about eventually dies. How old are you? <laughs> That's rude of you to ask, but uh, old enough. Uh, I, I actually. I don't think it's that rude. Well, uh, you wouldn't, would you? As he as he looks at you and almost almost a. He's got a smile, like a smile on his face, just kind of a, a toothy grin. You notice he's missing some of his teeth. Uh, uh, now, now, let me see. Uh, why is it that you've come here? What, What is it you are seeking in this place? Uh, we are here because Lyris told us to talk to you. Uh, he will That's do very that. Specific. Yes, uh, this this one's not much for the for the chit chat. I see. Uh, straight to the point. As as Lyris chatted, can you uh? Can you just do the thing? I mean, I, we, we've got things to do. Uh, hold on, hold on. I've, I've got, I've got uh, a few more things to, uh, to pursue here. A few more avenues to pursue. Uh, you, you with the, with the gun. Uh, as he notices, you have a gun. With, with you notice that he notices without having eyes. Uh, You're very astute for a blind person. I, I'm not sure of your continents, actually. Uh, it is true, my my eyes no longer work, but I see a great many things, including the shitty craftsmanship of your weapon there. I would have Excuse done me? it way better. Uh, <clears throat> pardon my uh, my rudeness, but uh, I'm a. You are very rude. Yes, uh, it happens. I'm I'm old though, so you it has to you have to let it go. I don't really, but go on. As a as a blacksmith by trade, I, I, uh, I I've made a firearm or two, and, and I have to tell you, these materials, uh, they don't hold up over time. Thirty, forty years, that thing will wither into dust. John looks at Lyris, and then back at the old sage, and back at Lyris again. I'm sorry, who is this again? Uh, uh this is the. This is the seer. He, uh, well, I don't really know how to explain what he he does here. But he is a blacksmith. Uh, he makes 
wonderful swords, wonderful items, but uh, he has a gift for seeing the true nature of people and the true nature of things. Things to come, things that have passed, things that uh, are mysteries even to those whom they're about. John, uh, you cannot directly communicate with Krontaka, your weapon, but you are getting a uh -huh. pulse of indignation from I your was holster. Gonna, I was going to ask, actually. John puts a hand <laughs> on Krontaka, and and normally, he, he doesn't really let himself, unless he's actually physically damaged, grow in ire. But when people talk poorly about his gun, it's much like a like a young man with his first car. Uh, John himself is getting a bit indignant and, and rising to anger. If the gun could roll its eyes and then put a hand on your shoulder and pull you back, it would. But it can't because it's a gun. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I literally felt something touch my back there for a moment. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in 4D. You're just, uh... Old man, I'm going to need you to uh, explain yourself rather quickly. Because could this be a bit of foresight or just an incorrect assumption on your behalf? I can assure you that uh, Grantaka, Island's Bane as he's also known, is a formidable weapon that was forged from the body of an ancient spear and the blood of a slain devil. It's a masterful weapon and a good friend, a dear friend. And I, I don't appreciate uh, your besmirchments upon its history. Where do you draw this assertion from? Uh, well, maybe it's the maybe it's the blood and the iron. Uh, uh, I distinctly see a few micro cracks that will wear over time. But to what be do fair, I know? I, I'm bronze blind. is a weird metal to make a gun out of. So he had a point there. <laughs> It's hundreds of years old and fine, but again, it's made of bronze. You don't do that. From what I can understand, it seems as though you're making a very backhanded complimentary offer of you want to try and help my gun. Is that what I'm understanding here? Uh, no, not at all. I, I, oh, I, I've okay. given up forging firearms. They're uh, too unpredictable. <laughs> so it was just an insult. I, I just want to clarify where we stand here. Uh, you could you could take it how you how you like. Uh, it was not meant to, uh, in a personal nature. It's 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 like I said. I'm old and I'm blind. It, it's and missing some teeth. But don't that's not and, an and missing teeth. That's, something out. that's true. That's true. Good point. John winks at him, even though he doesn't believe he can see it. But who knows? With these he winks back series. at you. There we go. <laughs> okay, John's ire is reducing somewhat, although he's he's becoming very obviously uh very quickly done with this conversation old man uh, did was there something you needed or wanted or needed to share with us uh, uh yes you, you forgive me for for trailing off i just before i uh, look into my compatriots i like to get to know them a little bit i like to get a sense of who they are uh, push the buttons, as it were. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna stare at you again. Just mm. you look like a Dargan. Uh, I'm sorry, what? A Dargan. You look like a Dargan. What's a, a, a dar? Do you mean a, a dragon? That's the one. 
I am a dragonborn, so it's not quite the same thing, but I see where you would, you might think that. What's a dragonborn? Uh, this, as he just holds out his hands. Cool. <laughs> Actually, uh, Asana is somewhat of a dragonborn as well. Ah, that's what I sensed in the, the ties to the dragon. I'm probably older than you. Hmm. is also good at the poking and the prodding and the getting a sense of who you are. Hmm. Somewhat um, of a seer herself, I believe. Hmm. I sense within you, Asena, uh, the nature of a dragon. I do. Though not one from this plane. No, this plane is weird. It is. Uh, for someone uh, so with such a, a heritage, a lineage, a story to tell, it seems there's much that you would like to keep in the past. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we shouldn't figure it out. Hmm. I... I, I kind of like that idea. I think I like you. Yes, I, I figured as much. Uh, there, there are those that... Hmm. Well, I see much, but I don't think you're ready to hear it. <gasps> okay, you want to do my gun then? Yeah, I could, I could look at your gun, sure. Which one? <laughs> she pulls out the smart laser. So, for context, <laughs> this is a weapon that was originally attached to basically an airplane from a highly technological world uh it is a massive laser she can only only she can carry it because she's so you know a normal person has no business wielding this vehicle mounted weapon it has a targeting computer on it it was ripped <laughs> from it and then patched up together to function again well that's that's certainly a it's a it's a monstrosity of of uh, I like it. I like it. It you know, I don't know who made this or how they as he starts to tap around, he's going to take his finger and like tap it. Uh, solid construction, uh, certainly better than your friends here. As he looks over and winks at you again. Asena is beaming and smiling at John. <laughs> John well, this wasn't this. made for me. I just stole it from an airplane, but she puts it back on her back. Uh, yeah. You know, when, uh, uh, when, when in Rome, if, if if they weren't using it, then maybe maybe you could make better use of it. Yeah, I'm not super good at it, but um, it's got auto targeting, so sometimes it sometimes it works well. Yeah. I see a future where you, well, uh, decimate many a foe with this weapon. Hmm. Maybe I should use it more then. Thank you, Mr. Um, seeker. Seer. Uh, something. It, they call me the Seer. The Seer. But it's a little on the nose for my taste, but you get used to it. As for you, as he turns back to... To John, um, hmm. 
I see that you're attached to that weapon. I see that you find comfort in it. Strength, even. But, I could say so. I'm not sure the strength of your weapon will be enough to gain what you've lost. I've lost quite a bit, but I've gained far more, in my estimation. Hmm. Well, uh, I see a diverging path for you. One path would take you home. Another path. Into the thralls of a duty thrust upon you. Which I cannot say. Um, but there may come a time where you have to make a choice between what you hold dear what you want and your honor my honor yeah what what's left of it i was gonna say i've been making choices against my honor for quite a long time good bad and otherwise Unless don't be it... so hard on yourself well I guess if that's as easy as it is, sure, I'll take you up on that. I won't be hard on myself anymore. <laughs> Thank you for that. John kind of wipes his hands. If there will be nothing else, uh, I think we have somewhere to be. But thank you very much for your advice and your counsel, old man. It's much appreciated. And the seer looks over at Lyris. Now for you. No, 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 no. You know <laughs> I don't like to hear that shit. It's fine. Well, it's a... Uh... It was kind of interesting, but I'll keep it to myself. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. We had to, we had to bear through it. Lyris, I think it's only fair, seeing as you're our host, that you should go through a very similar uh, estimation of your personhood, don't you think? We all ate the uh, boots, dude. Fine. Fine, fine. Uh, go ahead. Just, just make it make it quick. Uh, none of the funny business, okay? I'm not in the mood. Fine, 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 fine. Um... Yes. Within you, I see a tumultuous future, Lyris. One of strife and pain. You, uh, you will fight. And you will fight again and again. Until you are amongst the sand. Amongst the... What the... What the fuck does that mean? Uh, I, I, I don't interpret it. I only see it. This was very helpful. As, as Lyris turns around and walks away. <laughs> I think it means he should avoid sand. He's, he's, he's just... You'll have to forgive him. He gets a little upset. Uh, ever since his, his father died, he's he's been under a lot of stress. Oren was a great man, and, and, and uh, Lyris um, does what he can. Lyris is not a great man. 
He'll he'll smile that kind of toothless grin. Not yet. Huh. Well, thank you, Mister Dargan Seer. It's a uh, yes, I'm a, a dragonborn, but uh, it's okay. I, you're not from here. You're new. As he <laughs> as he as he turns around and and starts to, uh, I'm tired now. I'm going to go. As he starts to walk away, and uh, you notice that what what seemed like almost sight before as he looked at you up and down and can kind of like peer into you and um seems like he had no trouble seeing before as he as he starts to walk away you notice that he definitely cannot see um as he starts to kind of bump into the, the walls a bit and kind of guide himself and um whatever sight he was channeling before is no longer there john turns to us saying that didn't we all just wake up why is he getting back to bed that was weird. But interesting. John, uh, Lyris already walked away, right? He's he's not too far away. He he just kind of mostly turns back because he didn't want to talk to the seer anymore. John kind of muses to himself, but a little too loudly toward Lyris' direction. It's interesting that there's no facilities for the, the blind. There's no way for them to easily get around this place. They have to bump and hold out their hands. Surprised no. he doesn't spill anything as he walks no. through here. Don't let that old charlatan fool you. He can see just fine. He just likes the sympathy. Ah, understandable. Okay. Well, he'll find none from us. So good though. If you Let's need a see. weapon, he's he's very skilled. Very skilled. It's, I find that hard to believe, but I'll I'll, I'll take you up on that. Uh, actually, speaking of which, I would, if he has the time, like to have a weapon fashioned. John takes out a sword that he recovered from the tombs on, uh, on Ashen. I recovered this blade. It was apparently special, but I have no idea what it does. Would you be able to somehow fashion this into a weapon for my friend? And John looks down at his cat. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer bound to me, and he is able to... Well, what I'm hoping for is if we can craft some sort of of, of small but effective blade that uh, that my friend here would be able to wield when they're out in the field with us. Apparently, they have these... Yeah, a little, a little. Take this, take the sword, and 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 forge it into like a, a nice life cat dagger. This is, by the way, mate, the blade that you said was super special and didn't have any notes on. So I'm doing something with it, and I'm doing it here. Okay. So, All right. Something's happening with this cool sword that I found, and we have no idea what it does. Chad also gave you a magic item, so I think we're going to roll those two together. Sounds good. Give the seer some time to craft that, and me some time to figure out what it does. <laughs> uh, yes, I could, I could, I could uh, fashion you a dagger for your small friend. Uh, uh, let me, let me. Consult. It's a cat, by the way. Just to clarify, and John brings out his jungle cat. It's, it's straight up a cat, so it's going to be just putting this thing right in its mouth, like some kind of. Well, oh, yes. some kind of feline-wielding knife cat. You, you act like this is the first time I've made a dagger for a cat. I'm just <laughs> clarifying. You know, that's just, uh, you know what? You're right. I, I shouldn't have assumed. Uh, uh, just, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can forge this, this metal. Uh, it, it shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, I'll just have to consult with the fates and the dungeon master. <laughs> that's what they call the higher powers. Yeah. He'll take uh, he'll take the uh, he'll take that material from you and 
wander over to a, a forge area here. Um, and he'll begin, he'll begin heating that metal um, after examining it for a few moments and, and holding it up to an ear and listening to it. Um, even even biting down on it with his toothless side of his mouth, just uh, kind of gumming it a little bit. It's weird, but uh, kind of gets the feel for it. Shakes his head a bunch, um, and then from underneath his his robes pulls out a large, looks like a war hammer, made of of it's not metal. It looks like almost crystalline, and it glows a bright turquoise like a blue green um almost like a like a large crystal that's had the front face of it just cut off um in a in a flat head as he as he pulls that out and mm, yes i think this will speak to me just fine as he takes the uh that that heated metal and begins to go to work um taking that for how old he is this this warhammer is about as tall as he is and he one-handed picks this thing up and slams it down, and it's just a just a cacophony of echoes in this place. Okay. Oh, so you got him started. Now it's gonna be so noisy in here all day long. And uh, mate, one last thing before we leave this excellent forge. I have something here, a treasure called an ogre revolver. What is an ogre revolver? I have no clue. Where did you get an ogre revolver? It's on my notes after progress level six battery and before Foster Talent's grave dirt. So it was after we visited the final fight in Blossom and before we ended up going to the graveyard. With you Foster gotta Talent. tell me these things between games. <laughs> I mean, I there's guess... really no bother when I bring them up between games. You still don't know what I was going to say because that works so well with the with the electrified vibro axe that you keep. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, mm -hmm. ogre revolver. I've got that on the notes. Now, one other thing that is on the Sears workbench nearby is a fine silver ewer, one of those like things that you use to pour water. Galadriel vibes. Yeah. Oh. From that one okay. episode. Um. And Lawrence Booker Green, who has been looking a little bit pale since he uh, started digging into his food, looks at John and Asena and says, We should be about our business quickly. We have our own to attend to. Sanapulker isn't going. Yes, Sanapulker, Atropus, the fate of Yord. Oh. Yeah. So we should see to your business with with Josiah Parsons and, and move about our own. Absolutely. Well, John was the one that's been doing things. <laughs> Making swords and stuff. It's taken all but five minutes. We slept an entire night here. I think we're fine. We set about destroying Josiah Parsons' cult. I think that we've earned ourselves a small amount of respite to take a breather while we are stuck in a place that we have no idea of. Taking some time to make sure we're prepared to best the spirit of Josiah Parsons is going to go a lot longer, or rather, go a lot further than rushing about. Don't you, you don't say? even know where he is. Exactly. Well, at least time works differently here. We um, hope. 
We know. I mean, we, we just hope. don't know in we what know. direction. Well, seems like he's all but recovered now. I don't understand that. I don't understand. You that. know what I don't understand? Why an ancient individual that is apparently very good at gathering knowledge of far off places hasn't been using their time here to figure out where we are and what has happened with Josiah Parsons. Wouldn't you say, Lawrence? How have we been using your time since we arrived? I meant no <laughs> slight against either of you. I was merely reminding you of the stakes. I intend to do exactly that. Noise or no noise. What will the two of you do? The three of you. Sorry, Lyris. It's okay. I just... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. I do. I'm a little... Oh, before I forget... John uh, wanted to just, or rather, I wanted to remind you for John. Chat said that the uh, gun was from Mr. Lowe's house, by the way. Oh, great. I might actually. It was sitting on the table. It was. Oh, yeah. It was just a, it was literally just a big ass revolver. That's all it was. The map sizing was off. And so I was like, it's an oversized revolver. It's just there. Okay. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Great. John, you would have significant trouble using it. A large sized creature or an Asena would not. Uh, What about a large polar bear? Are you large sized? Is Lyris large sized? I mean, he's, he's he's like eight to nine feet tall. I feel like if a Sena has no trouble with an ogre sized, does he? Revolver, does he have that thing where he can wield oversized he's weapons? A, he's a he's a Goliath. Then yes. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, yeah. You could you could wield that revolver. It would be properly sized for you. John's gonna offer it to Lyris. I'm not sure. I haven't really seen him use a long range attack. He has these big badass void swords, but. John's going to offer it to him all the same. Oh. Well, firearm uh, is pretty high-tech. Uh, this is a very low-tech version of a very high-tech process. You, I think you'll like it. Well, I, hmm. you know, I usually just do the swords and stuff, but well, you, uh, I need to be adaptable. Now that I'm um, in leadership here, I think uh, learning a thing or two might be might be good for me. Uh, how does it work? Well, John hands him the revolver, takes out his own, moves to an area of the location that they're in where people usually train and shoot at targets. Yeah, you can just shoot anywhere. It's fine. <laughs> okay. John finds a, a sizable place to do so and sets about drilling uh, Lyris over the next few minutes as to how to aim and shoot and reload and give him at least a basic idea of how this thing works. I, uh, uh you know, I, I, I'm no stranger to firearms. Just, I just never, well, honestly, it's just, uh, seemed easier to use swords. I'm a, well, I'm a large person. Uh, most yeah, they're not always guy. as effective. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Is there something special about this one that makes it more effective? It's got really big bullets. Well, uh, and because bigger bullets are better than smaller bullets. Because it's so large, it. it only has uh, five instead of six in the in the chambers. Okay, but it probably does more than two d eight. Then, yeah, you said two d eight. Your gun does. That's, Most revolvers don't revolvers. do two d eight. No, 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 they okay, should. Well, Yours okay, does well, 2d8 okay. because it's Krantaka. Oh okay. oh, okay. How much does a normal revolver normally do? Uh, Like 1d10. Really? 
Yeah, for a medium and one D12 for a large. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Good. It feels pretty good in the hand. Uh, uh, seems well balanced. I don't. I don't know if balance is important with a. The gun is with swords. Uh, but it, yeah, it feels comfortable as he's gonna he's gonna squeeze the trigger and, and it's totally just gonna like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and through the through the wall that he shot, you just hear. Oh, uh, sorry about that. So he just like wing somebody over there. Roll two d six. Five points of damage. They'll, they'll probably live, and if they don't, you know, they'll they'll get better. Uh, we should probably uh, we should probably go. Uh... It'll take the seer a while to make that. Yeah, make yeah, that yeah. Better. We, so should, we should get out of here. I think we should go. <laughs> That's good. good call. Good call. All right. Um, our heroes depart the Forge of the Faithful, making their way. And what am I looking for? You all gain one luck dice. Ooh. Luck. It's luck is on your side, even though the rain. The streets are slick with rain flowing down through the cobblestones, down the gutters, dripping in great torrents off the awnings of the city where the faithful have set up their base. And aside from away from the person who Lyris just shot, where do you intend to go? Oh, well, maybe about the... Uh, I don't know. Where should we go? Uh, uh, hmm. Well, you know, this is, uh, I'm not really the planning type. I did mention that, right? Who handles the plans around here? Uh, usually Intel is handled by, by Kenny. Uh, but he's not here right now. He's on assignment. Assignment. But, uh, Why don't yeah. you just take us to Rousamon? You, you want me to just, well, well, number one, I don't know where to find him. And number two... Uh, what do you expect me to do? Walk up to the Arbiter and say, Where is Rosamon? Well, I could do it if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think that that is a good idea. Oh, perhaps. Well, she didn't say it was a good idea. She just said she could do it. You know, just to clarify. Yeah. A... I don't well, have good ideas, but you didn't have any ideas, so I gave you an idea. So here's the thing with Kenny's assignment. Uh, he was supposed to be back by now. He was supposed to be back a while ago, um, which is a cause for concern. Furthermore, not he's not the only spy of the faithful who's gone missing or had difficulty lately. As of fairly recently, it has suddenly seemed like the children of the void have been aware of the actions of the faithful moments before they happen. In fact, this corresponds exactly with the time at which the Arbiter pulled Ralzamon from one world into another. Now, just to clarify, May, you said that despite the fact that for us, the Arbiter, or rather the, uh, it's what's likely the Arbiter had pulled Ralzamon through the portal only moments before we arrived here, but it's apparent that the character known as Ralzamon has been a right hand for the Arbiter for quite some time now. At least a few weeks. At least a few weeks. 
So it's likely that even if it's very, very low key, people know about this since it's common knowledge, at least to this to this faction. Mm hmm. Yeah. Ever since that happened, they've been having a lot of trouble with their operations in general, especially their stealth ops. Uh, there was fear for a while that there might be a mole in the organization, but the seer is usually pretty good at rooting those things out. And the seer didn't come up with anything. Everyone seems to be loyal. Lyris, could you give me an hour? Um, I know that you wanted me to stay with you. I know that you wanted me to make sure that we checked in with you where we were going, but I'm pretty good at turning up information, especially when I'm able to do my work alone. If you can give me an hour, I'm certain that I'd be able to pick up a lead as to where we could find Rosamond or at least something connecting to them. Well, <clears throat> there is a... Hmm. I suppose there, there's not much harm you could do in an hour. Uh, but as he looks around, okay, let me uh, let me level with you. Uh, when I found you, I was actually on my way to meet Kenny. He was uh, he was supposed to be back by now. Uh, sometimes he dawdles, but uh, not usually this long. Uh, we've had a little trouble the past few weeks. Uh, you know, surprise attacks. The few kidnappings here and there. No one of, of great importance to the cause, necessarily, but uh, all this to say is to if you go, you need to know what you might be getting into. I don't know if there are eyes outside of this place. Uh, the second you leave, you might be marked. Marked? Well, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I don't know where they have their intel or where they're getting their information on us, but it is possible this location is compromised. We don't have anything concrete to conclude that at the moment, but you're free to, you're free to leave for an hour if you'd like, but... Just just be careful, is all I'm saying. I really appreciate that, Lyris. And let me assure you, I'm adequate at being able to blend into a crowd on my best day. And with the use of my magic, John's not going to do it now because he wants to make sure he's well out of sight from the group before he changes his appearance. Uh, but he is going to just do a slight amount of magic in order to change just some of the bare features of his face into something completely different. Um, in this case, he's going to look just very briefly like the old toothless sage that had just spent way too much time getting an assertion of them. I think I'll be just fine not drawing attention back to your group and keeping anyone who has marched me off their back. They're not going to be chasing John Carmichael. They'll be chasing several different individuals that I'll have spoken to throughout the day before I make my return here. Well, um, very well. Make your, uh, make your rounds. See... If there is any information about Relzamon, I'm not sure the common folk would know it. Uh, the Arbiter has not revealed his treachery publicly yet, so that information may be held close in small circles. Oh, don't worry. I won't be checking with the common folk. It's I'm very new to this place, but if this is like any other city I've been to, there mm -hmm. are holes, and rats hide in holes, and rats tend to, they tend to know where to find things, and that's what I'm going to be looking for. Well, then... If you happen to hear anything about 
uh, my agent Kenny is a small goblin, uh, uh, kind of a gambler. Kind of a gambler? You're either a gambler or not, generally. Well, uh, he gambles, but not well. Oh, okay. So he's a gambler. Yeah, well, I guess you could say that, uh, but, uh, uh, you would know him if you saw him. He's very, uh, very obnoxious. Uh, <clears throat> but you know, maybe, maybe if you're if you're looking anyways, uh, just just keep an ear open. John finishes jotting down some notes into his mobile device. All right, then I'll be off. And uh, he looks over to Sena and taps his ear. I'll be staying within range of our frequency. So if I have any problems, I'll be sure to let you know. I'm sure you can come bail me out. Okay. You know, it's really common to accidentally mute your comms. It's especially in the digital age. It's we all deal with it every day. All right. So, John, I assume you're going out to use your uh, your sleuthing abilities, right? Yes, that's right. Cool. Run past me how that works. So, just not to take over any amount of like you know game time or role play, I was just going to use my investigation feature, um, allowing both our other companions to to do the really good uh, stuff that everyone came here for, which is to get into trouble and have some fun role play. John, however, is going to be extricating himself from the scenes for a time. For the next hour, John is going to be using his investigation ability. Uh, what that will allow me to do is John is going to be using either perception, insight, or investigation, of which he has doubled his proficiency bonus for. Uh, in order to make sure that he can go through the city and try and track down their mark. In this case, John is going to be looking for both Penny and for information on Rausamon, Master of the Unknown, or the Arbiter's new right-hand henchman. Okay. Well, the DC is going to be based upon how large uh, the area is. So, How big is this city? Uh, this this ward? Um, it's, it's a fairly mid-sized city. Um, but as with the everything in the void, um, all planes of existence, even though they're in different locations, you can walk one to another as if it's all connected. So theoretically, it's infinite. Mate, just to give you a heads up so you can decide the DC, um, if we're looking at just a basic city, we're looking at like a 15, a metropolis is a 20, or an entire county is a 25. Let's call it a this, metropolis. Go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, let's call it a metropolis for these purposes. And also, while you're at it, John, I would like you to roll a wisdom saving throw with advantage because of Heroes Feast, with disadvantage because of, of uh, Hawaiian pizza. So roll yes. a flat wisdom saving throw for me, please. Am I allowed to know what this is for or just uh, uh, understandable? Have a nice day. I'll, I'll explain after I roll. It's not a mind-affecting ability. What, what parameters might you have? Uh... Well, so if I know something's happening, John's going to attempt fuckery. If John has no idea this is happening, you then... You do not know something's happening. Then a 10. Okay. Unless you have the ability to detect invisible scrying sensors, nothing is happening. Uh, just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Scanning for bullshit. I mean, while he please. scans for bullshit and makes his investigation rolls... Um, Pods, why don't you do me a favor and roll 1d10, please? Okay. Two. Okay, excellent. Chat played a, tw a plot twist a while ago. Oh, no. And you just rolled for it. Oh, my. Okay. 
All right. That is deployed. Um, briefly, do Lyris and Asena want to do anything in that intermediary hour as John puts his gumshoe training to good use and hits the streets to look for clues? So, uh, should we just sit here and wait? Uh, I mean, we don't we don't have to. Uh, there's there's a number of things we could do here. Um, uh, of course, we could go talk to the seer again if if that's what you want. Uh, seems kind of vague on on you, which is not usually his mo. Uh, uh, or or well, there's plenty of uh, rooms which we could uh, we could spar, perhaps a little practice. Uh, if you if you prefer, if you if you need to keep the edge sharp, as it were, uh, I could show you the maps of the city. If you if you'd like to get a better lay of the land, uh, uh, of course you're welcome to eat second a second helping of Frank's cooking, but I wouldn't recommend it. I like spars and maps. We, we, we could do both. <gasps> They're hand drawn maps. I drew them myself. Did you? Yes, I'm, I'm very good. Let's start okay. there, then. Before I was a, a soldier, I, I had hopes to be a cartographer. But, uh, you know, well, my father wouldn't allow it. He said, oh. you're going to go to war. Well, someone has to draw the maps at war. That's a good point. But, uh, my father was a strict man. He left no room for variations. Hmm is uh, unable to adapt to new information very well. Probably the reason he never saw the Arbiter's betrayal. Got it. But uh, yeah, come this way. I have plenty of maps. And then we can and we can spar a bit. It's been a long time since I've uh, had much of a challenge. Cool. Yeah, let's go. So he'll lead you up, up into the the room kind of to the north where uh where he's got where he slept as he'll pull his maps back off the floor because when he went to sleep he just you know barehanded that all everything onto the floor uh so he'll he'll be searching through the uh the maps oh no this is a good one uh, oh oh this one's not finished as he, as he puts them down and and he <laughs> he plops them down and you know they're okay I was kind of expecting you to narrate some crayons, but, you know, that's good. We'll take it. What's that? She points to something on the map. Uh, this, this is the, this is the Dread Fortress. This is uh, where the Grand Master's seat of power is, her, or her, her home. Uh, surrounding it is uh, lava in all directions. It's, it's kind of hard to draw on the map because no matter which way you go, it's always there. It's 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 some sort of magic. I'm not sure. Uh, I even understand how it works, but uh, for our purposes, I drew it in the center. It made more sense that way. I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's just. Uh, and then from here is uh, the surrounding areas uh, over here to the east. Uh, this is the eastern outpost where m my father was stationed. Uh, uh, I'll tell you a secret. Uh, you're probably not going to tell anyone, uh, assuming you uh, make it out of this place and then kill Rosamond. Uh, but uh, this is where they keep the Box of Chaos. 
as a, as a champion, I assume you remember the box. Maybe, maybe you don't. I don't. I don't know how it works. How does it work being a champion? What What do you mean? How does it work? Oh, oh. like you know, when you fight in the Grandmasters Arena, how does it? Uh, like do you, what's do after you get that? to remember? Oh, uh, you get transported back into your normal world, and I didn't remember anything until I came back here. Oh, interesting. Well, I like, had dreams about it, but John didn't believe it, so it was hard to tell whether it was real or not. Hmm. Well, in this in this place, I often find that uh, dreams can be a window to other other planes, other times. Huh. I'm not sure if it works the same where you're from, but it's not uncommon. Uh, the seer has dreams all of the time. Most of them are true, I think. Well. Some of them I hope not, but hmm. uh, but uh, yes, this is the Eastern Outpost, and uh, out Your here, Dad was there by the Box of Chaos. Yes, it was his charge to guard the box. Huh. Uh, it's a great honor. He uh, he kept it safe for many years until his death. But who charges look... who charges it now? You know. Uh, after his death, many of us left the forces of the, the Arbiter and the Grandmaster to work in the shadows, so uh, I'm actually not sure who was put in command in this place. If I had to guess, it was probably one of the Arbiter's henchmen. Uh, he would want to keep it close. Keep it under control. But uh, past, this, uh, past this eastern outpost is where we uh, first learned of the betrayal and first uh, well not us per se but agents of ours traveled here uh, as he points to the mountainous area there's an old fortress here in the mountains a dwarven fortress uh, this was it was a whole story the arbiter uh, faked his own kidnapping and uh, a group of adventurers went to went to retrieve him uh, only to find out that he had planned the whole thing himself. Was it a trap? I don't know if it was a, a trap. And I'm not sure he was expecting anybody to catch on. Uh, he thinks himself an intelligent man. Uh, like, that's yet to be seen. But I know the group that uh, that went now is uh, is under our employ, if you will. Uh, after we rescued them from the clutches of the Arbiter not not too long ago, but uh, currently they're on another assignment of a top-secret nature. Oh, top-secret. As I said before, we can't be too careful, uh, especially now. Our movements have been detected somehow, I don't know if this has anything to do with your Ralzaman and and his power potentially, maybe. But uh, for now, I'm going to keep that information close to my chest. I say now we'll <laughs> mimic <laughs> close close to their chest. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, out in the Tarzan, you Jane. 
Out in the streets of the city, John wanders from alley to alley, eavesdropping, slipping to and from, drenched by the torrential rain and the thunder that cracks down from above. Switching from disguise to disguise, making his way amongst an intelligence network he has no access to, he has no information about, but his natural instincts as a gumshoe have taught him well. John, you learn the following. First off, the Thieves' Guild, it's not like just one thief. Is, is it, what's the, the situation with Thieves' Guilds around here? There are thieves around here, Mudcat. Is there like a predominant <clears throat> guild? Are there little gangs all over the place? What's the overall yeah, structure? I, I think with, uh, with the, the nature of the kind of multi-planar existence that there's not one controlling guild, at least not in these parts. Mm -hmm. uh, more more like small bands, street urchins, uh, yeah, mostly black market mm -hmm. type dealings and, and, and things like that. Word in those circles is that people have been asking, multiple people have been asking about a magical silver pitcher, a silver ewer that is supposed to be lost in the tumult. The tumult is an area outside of this, another planar region that got brought in that is the made from the body of a dead god or a dead titan. Its veins, its blood, are ethereal waves of light, ethereal mist that flow through this entire area made from its body. And the claim is that there is a magical silver ewer that can pour forth that ethereal blood, and it grants some sort of planar mobility power. Kenny was asking about it. John, that should that should have been hard to find, but John got like 30s on his checks. We took care of those checks behind the scenes. He's very good at being a gumshoe. So you found out Kenny was asking around about it, but he was also being closely, closely followed. In fact, Hotham, the big blood berserker that you t all fought last time, was going door to door to find him in Prexmarin, which means he's almost certainly still in Prexmarin in hiding in a safe house with a local group of thieves that have the ability to secure him. But he's pinned down and can't move because for whatever reason, people seem to know where he is. These groups of people going around wearing the garb of the Grandmaster's soldiers have just been on to him and have been making arrests and hounding him back and forth constantly. Hey, just to clarify, an ewer, that looks like a pitcher basically, right? Yeah, it's a pitcher. It's a silver pitcher. It's just a fancy word for a, a type of... No, no, no. Just, just clarifying. Yes. And it, and it does what again? What was how It can hold the right? ethereal mists of that uh, dead titan's blood. And when it's poured out... Roll an arcana check for me, please, John. Doing that right now as you've asked. Let's take a note. So give me a moment here. Okay. And uh, a natural 20 for a 29. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Where are you making these rolls? Oh, sorry. I still had GM on. Hold on. Oh, well, then I have the whole record. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. I can see it. I forgot to turn off GM. I, I didn't want to confuse chat by... No, it's totally fine. It's legit. I have the natural 20 right here. I'll screenshot it if anybody calls sus. So, <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so um, when poured forth, it opens an ethereal curtain, John. So it opens a portal to the ethereal plane. This, oh. Yes. And it can be used to go back or to travel to the inner planes. So this... Normally, going ethereal requires significant magic, right? 
but you could pour yeah. this down to open an ethereal curtain and send an entire strike team into the ethereal plane and back once a day. Meaning you could send an entire adventuring party or kill team or whatever past people's defenses, walking through walls, all sorts of things. You have learned that wow. both the both Kenny, agent of the faithful, and whoever these people acting in the Arbiter's interest but surreptitiously pretending to work for the Grandmaster, both groups are searching for this item. Both groups are looking for it. Okay, so Kenny does not have this. They just have been asking about Kenny's it. Kenny's looking for information about where it's located in the tumult, where this dead titan, where its body is found. And you've figured out that Kenny is locked down with a group of thieves that have agreed to secure him and hide him in the hanging city of Prexmarin. And you got the district where he is locked down. Just to clarify, I don't know if he's actually found out the location or not, just that he's been asking about it. Correct. He, you don't know if he found that information or not. You also but saw a, know... you saw a silver you were back at the seer's desk. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. But so we we know all that, and we know that they are pinned down and surrounded and in need of rescue. Yes. Okay, and there's people that appear to be the guards that we had seen in the marketplace. Yep. That first big okay. fight. The whole reason that fight was there is because they were looking for Kenny. Gotcha. And if all right, very good. Ralzamon's assisted minions of the Arbiter are looking for him. He must know stuff. And that was the closest connection I got. It was that these are connected <clears throat> to the Arbiter and nothing about Ralzamon. Correct. Nobody in in town knows anything about Ralzamon. But you okay. are an extremely intelligent individual, Am and I? you got very good results on your investigation checks. Ralzamon's okay. powers seemed amplified, and he seemed to be able to manipulate the battlefield when you guys fought last time. Yes. Which means you guys know how strong Ralzamon is in, in the psychic realm, reading minds and stuff like that. And just when he arrived, just when the Arbiter pulled him through the world, suddenly the Children of the Void, the Arbiter's servants, have all this intel. They know where all the pieces are. You've tracked, okay. in your investigation, you have tracked the timetable, and it lines up almost exactly. The moment Ralzamon entered this world... Suddenly, the faithful were having intelligence problems. Gotcha. So there's no mole. It's just Ralzamon being Ralzamon. Mm -hmm. The Arbiter is okay. using him to sniff them out. Perfect. Okay. As soon as the hour is up, John is going to head back as quickly as Does he find Lyris and Asena in the middle of a spar? What's the situation when he returns? That would be lovely, actually. Uh, yeah. John, John walks up and uh, and tries to give the secret password or the not so secret password to be let in. How do you, how do you go about doing that? Uh, John specifically was busy talking and was not looking. So unless he was told, he literally doesn't know how to get back into this place. <laughs> he just knows where it is. So John is going to go up and give one of the old uh, da 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 da. For a second, the door. You don't hear anything. And then the uh, the door slowly creaks open as uh, as Baptiste kind of is standing there, opens the door for you and motions for you to come in. Yes, uh, hurry, come in, come in, come in. Who taught you the knock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, a, a, a mutual friend of ours. And John's going to use his magic to make his face look like Lyris's for just a moment. And he'll wink at Baptiste as he does so. 
Oh, yes, this is, uh, this is nice. Uh, you can do that at will? Just about, yes. Uh, and and uh, how long uh, would you say that that can be maintained? Uh, John looks down and does, does Baptiste have any daggers either displayed or at least on person? Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's got dozens of daggers. Some are, some are in the belt and, and some are hidden underneath the coat and the robes, but you can see that they're, you know, he's got a lot. John There's... puts a finger on the longest dagger that he has. And John just drags his finger up the length of the blade right up until it gets to the base of the handle and then taps it. Probably about as long as you could stick that within somebody. Hmm. It is a and he's going to keep moving. It's very <laughs> interesting. I, I will uh, I will call you. Don't call me. I'll call you. Your bluff, that is. As as he as he uh, as you walk away from him and he turns, it's playing hard to get. I like it. <laughs> All right. And so it's going to go looking for Asena and Lyris. What does he find when he returns to the two of you? Because you had a little bit of time to have that conversation about maps and you were planning on sparring. What, what does he interrupt when he walks back in? Uh, I mean, if Asena wanted to, I would assume Lyris would definitely want to, want to spar. Yeah. All right. Where are they fighting and what has happened to their surroundings? <laughs> are they- <laughs> I think they're just fighting in the map room where they were. Okay. Lyris is they're just thrown over the table and just pushed the stuff to the walls and Lyris has dropped his sword and taken off all of his armor so he's just in his like pants and bare chest. Get it. Can I get a disadvantage, <laughs> please? Disadvantage, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> disadvantage for puns. Um yeah, I assume that they're just like fighting. <laughs> Okay, so he comes back but in. But also, and like, Asena wants to, like, show off all of her weapons, too. How? Yeah. Indoors. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, shoot me. I can take it. Shoot. I, I don't... As, 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 uh, as Lyris is kind of showboating and, like, pounding his chest. Go ahead. Give me your best shot. First one's How... free. <laughs> How about John walks in as she's like aiming the smart laser at him? Ah, <laughs> yes, thank you, Pons. Thank you. You walk in, it's like target locked. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what's 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 going on? A, a little light sparring. Light, yeah, sparring. sparring. We did this once. Remember, you taught me all those spell things people do. Yeah, but not with your smart laser, Asena. That thing can really hurt someone. I can take oh. it. Yeah, he could take it. He can take it. John moves over, sits down on a box, puts up his feet, and watches. Okay, assuming he's not well, even... go on, you can take it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think so. Assuming he's not even trying to dodge, Asena roll a hit with the smart laser. I don't. We we just rested. Maybe <laughs> she's no, sitting no, no, there. No, Asena, he can take it. I can take it. Okay. Target locked. Firing. Are you only firing one burst? This thing goes full auto. Yeah, oh. I'm just gonna do one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's two points of damage. Ooh, big scary weapon. No. De- 
completely unimpressed. Three points of damage. <laughs> Not even gonna use my stones endurance. <laughs> Wait, two? What do you mean two? It's powerful because oh, it's, it's burst fire. Oh, but the fire, so is there 13 yeah, there too? 13 oh. points of fire damage. I am looking at the wrong place. I'm gonna say, where, where are you Oh looking, yeah, friend? there we go. The last thing I saw was the number two. Okay, so 13 points, <laughs> yeah. thank you. I feel so much better. I was like, how does this thing only do two points of damage? Okay, no, 13 man, points no. of fire damage. Okay. Much better. As that, uh, that hits his chest and just like poof, bursts up and kind of singes his hair. That's pretty good. Uh, I've seen better. Same that was one salvo. Give him the full haul. <laughs> Wait, there's more. What? I just, Firing I just, systems like, ready. You know, uh, you know, maybe we should save your ammunition <laughs> for the for the fight. It it Target doesn't have locked. ammo. It charges. Tracking. Oh, well, <clears throat> I, we, you know, we have a. Uh, uh, did you learn anything? As the motion for John. <laughs> Did I what? I'm sorry. Did you learn anything? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you you were on a mission. Uh, you probably have intel, right? We need to deb debrief. Pull trigger uh, to fire. As much as I'd like to uh, keep keep doing this, we I think we have a job to do. Right. Right. Power right. down. Power He's down now realizing it. Deactivating. Right. The information. Yes. I, I was actually uh, somewhat fruitful in my search, and uh, yes, I'd be more than happy to share what I found out. Okay. No. So. Before we proceed, is this a safe? Oh, go ahead. Before we proceed, chat has invoked the spirit of the box of chaos. Oh, now the box of chaos oh, well. is well secured in the eastern stronghold, so obviously it's not actually here. But allow me to elucidate the wonders of the box of chaos card. The box of Ooh. chaos, when it's used in battles, holds magic items, random magic items. Thus, the chaos element that can be used to by the champions, but in order to determine what kind of item you get and your odds, you have to give it something in return. What sort of sacrifices do heroes normally make to the box, Mudcat? Oh. Uh, Gerald is not picky. It can be literally anything. Uh, we've had souls, daggers, blood, uh, cryptocurrency, <laughs> opponents. <laughs> uh, uh, what usually happens? Early Ireland when something is put in the box. It doesn't come back out for starters, but it, it modifies the, the type of magic item that comes out. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm oh. thinking how we're gonna invoke the, the spirit of the box of chaos. The seer is making a magical dagger for your freaking cat. Yes, yes. We are going to randomly determine the properties of said item. However, in Ooh. the spirit of the box of chaos, you may choose to give additional components of power or magical items oh, to influence the outcome that. of this cat knife. I was hoping you were going to say that. It seems it seems apropos. So, uh, while John is giving the two of you the mission briefing, bringing you up to speed on what's going on, uh, decided what it is that you want to sacrifice. And while, unless you already know that, Matt, uh, the two of you now know that... Do you already know, Matt? You made a face. I'm looking, but okay. I, I did want to ask that 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 picture. It's still here, right, John? It is as still soon here. as the okay, as soon as the fun is over, John goes and tries to get hands on that picture. Uh, is anyone guarding it or using it? It would be pretty close to the seer, who's working on your cat knife. Great, John goes and just says, "Hey, I need to borrow this for a quick second, please." Uh, hold on, that's that's uh, not for your hands. 
John narrows his eyes at him. I've just finished crafting that for, for Lyris. It's it serves a spe special purpose. Does John seem to get the sense that he's defensive of this because he works so hard on it, or because it is exceedingly valuable, or maybe a a, a different reason? Twenty-two insight. What's the read, Mudcat? Yeah, you get the uh, you get the impression that it's important in some way. That it's not just he didn't just make a trinket uh, for the sake of making it. You know, uh, so you you get that sense that he's he's you know telling you that he made this for Lyris. It's serving some purpose. It's earmarked. John puts a hand on the seer's shoulder and is going to try to reach into himself and get even a, a slight glimpse of the wizard sight that he used to have back when he was a fucking wizard. And he's going to try and see through the eyes that the seer uses in order to engage with people and see true to the seer's soul and bear his very own in this brief instance. Why, seer, I'm not looking to take advantage of your group or make off with this very powerful and valuable item. I merely seek to bring it to Lyris, for I have found the truth of what it is that you have made, discovered, fabricated here. And there's one of your own that is very close to death at this very hour. We need to mobilize quickly. And I, I mean to catch Lyris up and imbue him with the responsibility of leadership. And I bring this to him. As you as you touch the the seer, he he gets an insight into what you are trying to do. That you are trying to co-opt his ability to some degree. Uh, if if you if you wanted to if you wanted information, you could just ask. As he as he his eyes, um, not that you would necessarily see this, but they they start to swirl in a um a silvery kind of milky vortex and your eyes begin to do the same as you as you hold onto his shoulder um and without saying a word uh, well before that he he uh, it seems your intentions are good as far as i can tell but my vision has been clouded as of late as uh he then your eyes his eyes change that into that vortex and you see um you see that he knows that this item is is a replica of the original um it is not a magic item it is it is sent for the purposes of uh replacing the original to keep the original out of nefarious hands um and i suppose as you as you see that with your eyes you see um, all of these visions that he has seen, kind of, and everything's kind of jumbled because his sight has been has been clouded again. You might assume by by Ralzaman, but um, everything's been kind of clouded, and so everything's kind of swirling. But you get images of this magic item, of the tumult, and, and uh, you know pieces of, of of Kenny and his secret mission to to find the location so they could swap this thing out, um, and then. At the same time, the seer is able to see into your intentions as well, and and as that uh, that sight breaks, uh, go ahead, take it. 
Except that for a brief moment, it doesn't break. Oh? Oh. As the vision of the wandering warlock and the seer merges, it is as if a new piece of context has been added to the tapestry of fate, a pattern that was not visible before to the seer's eyes, clouded, yes, by the power of another. But John has felt this individual's power before, and he travels with somebody who has done battle against Rausman on this very world. And so it is that instead of your vision clearing, and when you open and opening your eyes once more upon the Forge of the Faithful, instead, you gaze upon an enormous chamber. <laughs> And you see a figure. Give us a brief description of this figure who's reaching through space and time, Mudcat. Yeah, you see it. You see a large um, man, almost bigger, taller than Orin in nature. Huge white wings that almost glow. Um, they're, they're so like a pure white that all of the light glows off of them as he sits upon or stands in front of this icy throne and in what appears to be a throne room of some sort, he is kind of clad in all black and white leathers and robes, um, a longer beard and, and long black hair. As he reaches out, you see he wears eight rings of various colors on each of his uh, fingers. Um, covered in these leathers and spikes and skulls, he is reaching out into the into the the void into uh, what appears to be an opening in space and time, um, and I don't know if, if you'd have the experience to to know this, but from your perspective, it would seem that he's doing it with ease. It's 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 like buttering toast. John's seen enough to recognize that. Now, here's what else you see. John, and in this moment, Asena's vision is drawn along with you, for you are all bound together. This titanic figure is not alone. Beside him in his throne room is Josiah Parsons in the flesh. His skin, his, his body still glowing with that blue radiance that you see when he manifests in his, his psychic presence empowered by this place but josiah parsons resurrected from the dead standing here before this figure who reaches through space and time with ease and pulls something else from the great beyond you see the spirit of ralzamon fresh from your battle against each other dragged into this place still Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be way smaller than that. Still battered <laughs> on the very verge of annihilation, a psychic wisp about to be scattered upon the wind as the Arbiter reaches through and pulls him. On one hand is, the, is Josiah Parsons, on the other hand, the spirit of Ralzamon. as the Arbiter takes the two of them and slams them into each other. And we'll find out more about this when we come back from our break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Coriander Society, 
Fate of Faithful will return. Welcome back, everyone, to Coriander Society slash D20 Deathmatch Fate of the Faithful. You're rejoining us after the break as John Carmichael combines his vision with that of the seer and sees the moment in which Ralzamon was snatched from their grasp, brought to this void, brought to his very throne, and they witnessed him combining two versions of the same person into one. Arbiter, I turn things over to you for a moment as the bewildered, shriveling, rapidly dying psychic shade of Ralzamon is pulled through beyond space and time. As the uh, as the Arbiter reaches into this portal and pulls out these this other half of, of Ralzamon and slams it together. It's just it's just a huge explosion of energy that cracks all of the ice in this room the pillars the the ground even the throne just just cracked across the the ground um and just uh just a loud echo of of noise and and even though you're seeing the vision you can almost feel the energy uh, almost if it's almost as if it's a big enough energy to be felt through time and space um, as he slams it together and <clears throat> as he does before him stands a new empowered Ralzamon magical energy kind of glowing and wisping about him as uh, as that chaos energy the Arbiter is wielding begins to kind of coalesce within him you've died once hopefully not again. I've done what I can to strengthen you. As I told you before, you will act as my general, serving my will. And when uh, the void is mine, when we've gotten rid of the Grand Master, then your desires will be my desires. Your wants will be my wants. But know this. If you fail me, I will destroy you. Not just here. In every time. In every plane. Whatever power I have will be used to tear you apart cell by cell by cell. The newly empowered Ralzamon holds his hands before him, glowing with the commingled psychic energy that he projects from his hidden crystal nest within the Zolkuian jungles, intermingled and entwined with the chaotic power that the Arbiter has infused into him. He gazes in a moment of, of, of confusion, bewilderment, but at the same time, ironclad purpose. One hand continues to just display before him the other one solidifies into a fist, determined. There is no reason for failure. We are master of the unknown. There will be no secrets for the Arbiter. Very good. Then let what is unknown become known. And Ralzamon turns out 
towards the world, shuts his eyes, holds forth his hands upon his temples, and his awareness, his presence, his senses cascade across the void, alighting upon every mind like a candle in a vast shrine filled with countless lights as he gazes upon each one in turn, sorting through them, hunting for the ones who defeated the Arbiter, who thwarted his plans, all those scheming against him, all those who might have the slightest inkling of his inevitable betrayal, searching through their thoughts, winding through all of them. And in that moment, John and Asena, though you have no bodies here, though you have no eyes, yet sightless vision is yours, Ralzamon turns and meets your gaze. The look upon his face as he beholds you, even though this is a memory, a vision of the past, as he looks on both of you, recognition, hatred, but also desperation, despair, misery. He sees you. He lets you see him for a moment. And then the vision is gone, and you stand once more within the Forge of the Faithful. Mate, was it at the very moment that we were at the end of the Soul Gaze, John and the Seer, that Asena and John realized that Rosamond had seen them? It was near the very end, yes. And was Asena also drawn into that Soul Gaze at that moment, or did John just realize that Rosamond was looking at the both of them? John realizes that Asena's mind is also present, that Asena has been connected to this vision by her powerful bond with Rosamond. So the two of you become aware at the exact same time that you're both seeing the same thing and that somehow in this memory, in this vision, Ralzamon sees you. He knows we're here. Uh, who, who knows what? Rousey Poo, Josiah, Josiah Poo, Jos- Rousey Parsons. Is, am I supposed to know who that is? John walks into the room carrying the silver pitcher and not slams it, but sets it down upon the table. Be, be careful with that. That's uh, that's important. It's inconsequential except to meet what it's meant to do. At this time, entirely useless until we find Kenny. I think Rousey Parsons is a good one, by the way, saying it. And John's going to go ahead and catch them both up as to what he discovered. The uh, the investigation that Kenny was upholding, where he's currently held on Preximarin in the Hanging City, and the Thieves' Guild that keeps him as he is pinned down and surrounded by the Arbiter's misbegotten forces. He might know where this actual artifact is, and the Seer has done well to provide us with a facsimile. Once we track it down and find it, we'll be able to replace it so that none is the wiser. And you and yours will be able to go anywhere. And John looks at Asena, and I think that this will also be our ticket out of here. What? Oh, uh, well, 
Not this one. John kind of turns it over, spilling whatever contents are within for a moment. Nothing. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> turns all. it over and uses his magic in order to make it look as though there are ethereal mists that are flowing out of the container. Not this, but the, the real deal is able to open a dimension into the astral plane, allowing you to come and go as you please. However, you can already do that, so by allowing us access to the astral, you should be able to push through and pick a point, any point that you'd like, that we've ever been to. Rocco, I would suggest, in order to allow us to find our way out of here. Once we've gone ahead and dealt with Rousey Parsons, that is. Yeah, I think that's most important. Asena, how long were you there? Did you hear? If Rousey Parsons fails, the Arbiter, the Arbiter's going to destroy them in every world. Every I did, dimension. so we don't necessarily need to defeat Rousamon. We just need to make sure the Grand Master wins. Or at least that the Arbiter fails. Can't kill if can't kill the Arbiter, because then the Arbiter's not gonna kill Rousey Poo Parsons. <laughs> I think we have a few different avenues of success. I think the most important thing, John turns to their new friend, Lyris. As long as you and your faction succeeds, we win. We'll find a way. Um, make, make no mistake, we, we don't intend to lose. No one intends to lose, but I think we've got the winning hands. We've got a lot of people here who work well together and seek the end of a power using their own might and magic for evil. And uh, I'm not sure I would call this group good, but evil always gets what's coming to him. Whether that's from a uh, band do-gooders or a ragtag group of whatever we are. But hell is coming for these voidless bastards. Uh, We're hell, like by the way. Hmm. I like the sound of that. It. Uh... Hmm. I think that's good. You've learned quite a quite a great deal. We. It's a shame that. Uh... You'll be moving on after completing your mission. Uh, really could use someone of your caliber of intelligence here. Uh, but I guess I'll have to settle for retrieving Kenny. Yes. Well, I mean, he might surprise you. Or he might be an obnoxious yeah, buffoon who gambles is... away everything he ever is. Who knows? That's probably the one. But uh, needless to say, we can't just leave him to be snatched by enemy hands. I mean, of course, uh, perhaps uh, you have a different avenue of events you want to pursue. Maybe we can find this Rousamon, but uh, I do think it's in our best interest to uh, to at least be cohesive on what we're going to do next. I agree. And I also agree that going off on some wild goose chase is not the way. Our enemies converge upon your ally, Kenny the Obnoxious Gambler, and it's very likely that Kenny has the information that we need. So, John turns to Asena. What do you say? Do you want to be, uh, you want to be the rescue team? Let's save Kenny. John puts his hand between their group. Also, I want to know that we did freaking kill Rousamon. Oh, we killed the shit out of Rousamon. He said so. Yeah, he was like some little wisp of, of nothing. He was done for. He was gone. 
Uh, well, as you'll learn about the Arbiter, he does control a powerful force of chaos, so even death is not beyond his reach. John looks between Lawrence and Lyris as Susana and John are just holding out their hands, like, for everyone to... I was planning lose. on staying here to do more research. Oh, okay, well, you're still helping, so put your damn hand in the middle, Lawrence. He puts his hands in. <laughs> Oh, this is a, a strange custom. We don't we don't do this. Does he, he really? Finally, you don't touch those hands. There. Interesting. Uh, not not in this way. It's in high fives, maybe. It's a universal greeting. <laughs> he, he'll he'll put his giant paw in there as well. Thud. <laughs> yeah, Anybody else want in on this? We're gonna hold it for about five seconds. So you better get over here. <laughs> Baptiste sneaks in right behind you and slips yeah. a hand right over the top. He said, we'd like to join whatever this is. And I'm assuming we hear the, the sound of a bunch of pots getting banged over as the seer makes his way up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Hey, he's, he's, he's got his hammer out now. It's almost... He doesn't need it. He's smacking it around like it's a cane. He's just smashing shit uh, as he's walking. Hey, yes. Uh, I'll jump in. As he puts a hand um, in there and he's still just kind of steering at Lyris. Good looking at me. And to uh, round out their group, Chester's gonna gonna mosey on up and stand on their hind legs, this rather large cat, and just put their little paws up on the on the edge of the the circle. And at that exact moment, a small <laughs> bouncing pink slime appears on Asina's shoulder <laughs> and jumps into the middle of the pile, even though Slakura lacks any hands. Oh my gosh! Oh dear friend, it's been not long enough. Good to see you. <laughs> You're right on time. <laughs> Sorry, this this is my friend Slakura. Oh, whoa! Uh, uh, no, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak whatever that is. What is it? What is it saying? Uh, it's it's actually common, but he says hi. <laughs> Okay. Sakura can speak common. That doesn't mean Sakura chooses to speak common. I will uh, I will take your word for it. Uh, hello. Very boing, well. Boing. All right, Sakura bounces from the hands back onto Asana's shoulder and will be joining you on this next mission. I assume you're going to be going to roll out to look for Kenny. Uh, given yes, Kenny. Given that we've been in the Forge of the Faithful this entire time. What say you, John, that we save our sacrifice to the Box of Chaos and give the Seer time to work on that cat knife? Yes. And move forth from here. Okay. Sounds good to Then, me. where are our heroes going to go? And what are they going I'm to do? I'm going to leave Chester here, by the way. Chester's going to stay with the Seer. A saying that uh, Chester has to do, like, fittings for the cat knife. Exactly. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Asana, and kind of imbue a bit of their essence, possibly, into the crafting <laughs> of this. I say to roll 1d100 for me real quick. I like those words. Do you, though? 63. Uh, 63. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um, the laser gun has malfunctioned. What? Uh, yeah, the laser gun malfunctioned after that last blast. Uh... <laughs> and you left it sort of holding around. Um, you won't notice it immediately, but it's leaking a small amount of radiation. 
Uh, can John's got a twenty-two passive reception? Can he notice that a small amount of radiation is coming out of her gun? You can't like smell radiation. You can't <laughs> see it. It's just running. All the, the, tell Maybe you what. You can't. <laughs> okay, fair. The next John time... can feel it in his. And for every cell that's affected by this lingering radiation, he realizes on a subatomic level. Oh no! It's one of my many senses, my subatomic exactly. radiation sensor. No, tell you what. Next time it's actually spun up and activated, I'll let him notice. Okay. Yeah, that that'll be our compromise. That was from a sabot a uh, malfunction card that was played ages ago tonight. Oh gosh. So just note leaking radiation. Okay. Now okay. also, you have to return to the city, the hanging city of Prexmarin, which is where your boy Kenny is hiding. From Ralzaman, from the Ralzaman enhanced Children of the Void patrols, who are hunting for him, a couple of particularly nasty characters on the hunt. But Lyris has intel that leads to a secret passage that will allow you to enter that quarter of the city without any difficulty. Some plainer back roads, if you will, that'll get you right to the place that you want to be surreptitiously and without notice. Is there anything else that you need to do before you make your journey? To the, back to the hanging city of Prexmarin. Good to go. Okay. Then would John be able, since he kind of figured some of this out, be able to lead the party in a way that would allow them to not be quite so uh, sought after by these agents that are pursuing that faction? Hmm. Yes. Roll a group stealth check, and if you fail one of those checks, I'll let John make some sort of investigation survival or something in order to back it up. How does that sound? Cool. That sounds perfect. Cool, cool. Trying to, trying to, you know, strike a nice little balance here. I love your balances. You've got a great balance. <laughs> Thank you. You must have Good excellent job. acrobatics. Uh, you know, surprisingly for a tall dude, I do. Uh, we have a 23 stealth from John. Let us see stealth checks from the rest of the party. Slakura need not apply. Oh, God. <laughs> 24. Ooh. Oh, my. And three. John, roll Three. investigation or survival. Um, actually, you know what? Oh, shoot. Okay. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll let her ride. We'll let her ride. An 18. Oh, what, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was going to say the secret passage that Lyris knows about should have given him advantage on that roll. Oh, so it'd be a flat So roll? then we take the 19, right? Yeah, we take the 19. Yeah, I would take there the 19 we go. in that case. All right. So our heroes make their way through the winding area of this ward as the rain continues to just pour down on everything, it is, once again, a dark and stormy night here in the void. As you make your way to the hanging city of Prexferin. Prexmarin. I made the place up. I should get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, keep, I, I made up Lyris' name, and I... And it goes both ways, so... Yeah, I keep being like, uh, it's is Lyris, it Lyris or Lyris? Lyris. I'm gonna, no, I'm, it's, it's both. I'm going to listen for what Mudcat says next. Okay, it's Lyris. Wait a minute, it's Lyris. It, no, it, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, all right. You find yourselves in the hanging oh city my. of Prexmarin, stacked upon itself layer by layer, each segment, each neighborhood hanging from these enormous chains that go up into a fog-filled sky, hanging from what? Who knows? Also, I thought you were going to bring Chester, so bye, Chester. Boop. <laughs> You find yourself in the city. You know that in the heart of this district is a tavern, the Roundhouse. Yes. Could you do me a small DM favor? What? Can you make it to where we can see Lyris's Lyris's name on their mini? Oh, you can't. Yeah, I'll fix Thank that. Thank you and excuse me. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll fix that. Can you hear him, by the way? Can I hear the cat? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've been hearing that cat for a while. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, There's I'm also gonna... a dog over here. <laughs> you know what? It's just it's just this, the ambient sounds. There's a lot of stray cats in the city sounds of Chains. The city. Yeah. They climb like along the chains to get places where other people can't. They communicate with each other. Um, Chester, if he stepped out here, they'd you know, kind of give him the, the hairy eyeball and be like, what are you doing in yes. our territory? Just how long have you lived in Prexmarin? Strange. Speaking of hairy eyeball, my, my cat... Uh, up before the break was just sitting in the computer chair next to me, just staring at me the entire time. It was unsettling. Okay. You have entered the hanging city of Prexmarin. You know that at the heart of this district, you can find the one you see. Kenny is hiding out with the Thieves Guild, the local Thieves Gang, and a... a Safe house that is supposedly safe even from Ralzamon's psychic presence. The investigation is all yours. How would you like to proceed? Just to clarify, was that to the group or is that to someone in particular? That's to the group. You've you've arrived. You know at the heart of this district is the Roundhouse Tavern. You should be able to find Kenny or information about Kenny there. You may navigate the map. Well, well. Did you did you happen to know uh, which way this is? I don't spend much time here. Uh, no, I just knew where to find the young man. But I did have an idea, but I wanted to get your approval on it before doing it. We know that there are we know that there's a group of individuals here, a thieves guild that is assisting Kenny. It's possible that if we go asking around for them, we might send them to the to the holes in which they're currently hiding. I'm wondering if it might be best if the two of you are able to keep eyes on me and I could turn myself to look like Kenny. And if I put myself in the right place at the right time, those that are helping him may just come find us. Although How do that you also know what might... Kenny looks like? I got a fairly accurate description of him. He's, he's pretty nondescript. Uh small, uh, big nose, uh, kind of an annoying voice. John just goes through like the character slider of what is being described to him. <laughs> it's that green text where bigger. like the guard in Skyrim asks this prisoner their name and then you transform between five different species and their body changes a million times before they finally tell you their name. Yeah, yes, uh, that, exactly. That's pretty close there. That's uh, that's. I think you got it. So now the only thing is, uh, the only issue about this is that we'll need to make sure that we can actually make sure that we don't end up in some kind of an issue where the bad guys see me or Kenny and then come a call in. We need to make sure that we do this correctly. So we have to at least do a little bit of investigation to find out who could possibly be helping him and then have Kenny just so happen to walk up in their general vicinity before the bad guys just kind of nap me off the street. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a uh, little. No, dumb. I don't really get mm. it. Maybe, maybe you do what Kenny would do. Uh, he would probably. Maybe, where, where could we gamble? Do you think? Uh, it would be fun to street game. Mate, does does John happen to know if this thieves guild that is harboring Kenny do they do gambling? 
Absolutely. And there are street games, usually Hustlers, Three Card Monty, the whole thing where, you know, scams and such that are applied all throughout this district. Earlier, you were, you were in the upscale market of Prexmarin. Uh, Prexmarin. Now you're in the sort of seedy underbelly, lower hanging areas. There's one whole district where one of the chains broke a long time ago, and now it's just like it's mostly abandoned because the whole thing's tilted. Uh, this isn't quite that bad, but it's above that. Yeah, that actually sounds perfect, Lyris. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to try and find myself one of these games that Kenny, or myself rather, uh, is very likely to get involved with. It's possible those that are harboring me might have assumed I somehow got out to do a quick little game, and they'll just grab me and, and put me back where I belong. As long as you guys are nearby, you'll be able to, to follow, and then as we kind of get where we're going, we can explain the situation. That's, that sounds perfect. Uh, uh, I, think, I think you've got the spirit of Kenny. Is a, uh, we'll just we'll hang back here and be inconspicuous as as a lyricist will kind of just stand up and the just start whistling a little bit. Maybe you should follow her lead. Hey, Asena, uh, let's make sure we're not too inconspicuous so that way if the bad guys show up to grab me, I don't end up in a white van unmarked and uh, never seen from again. You understand? Uh, lingering I don't just think they have cars here. But you know that I, car made it through the void. I haven't. I haven't seen a car. Do you have cars here? I mean, White regardless, it, it was just kind of a. Not Prex Morin, but uh, there, there are vehicles of all sorts of types in the void. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, okay. My point stands. We'll watch regardless. out for white vans. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is just a frame of speech. Just keep an eye out on me and make sure that the wrong people don't grab me. If you see those people that attacked us in the market, I want you to fuck them up. I will try. All right, good. Right, you kids have fun. I'm going to go make some money. Okay. Hey, 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 make sure to lose. Uh, Kenny always loses. Mm. Oh, shit. Really? Fuck. Well, right. sometimes he wins, but then he usually gets cheated out of it later. Kenny sucks. Yeah, kind of. Wow. And John's going to go ahead and just uh, make his way <laughs> into the <laughs> into the marketplace, uh, trying to find where best uh, he would be doing this uh, this year gambling. Okay, what will Asena and Lyris be doing in that time? There's a door right here, by the way. <laughs> I can't go through it. Correct. Oh, are you are you too uh, too large to make your way through? No, no. Is this a door? I'm trying to. Go there is right. a door. Yeah, I have to open the door before you can go through the door. Um, oh, you very quickly realize that this is the door of the local uh, jailhouse. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah. Inside, there are two. There's a trollkin guard just leaning up against the wall with a spear, keeping an eye on the prisoners. Um, and also, given your previous investigation of this area, this isn't the most law-abiding zone. They mostly lock up troublemakers and drunks who are just getting on somebody's nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the wide, the main stretch of this uh, of the roundabout district of Prexmarin. There's also uh, little wood, wood bridges over the district below you. They're at all sorts of different levels. You can see houses beneath you, just left and right all over the place. Uh, there's there's people along this stretch plying their wares, selling stolen watches, running street games and cons. and Just, you know, it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy, so you should fit right in. Perfect. That's exactly what I, uh, what I do. This is my... Ooh. 
That's a really interesting looking character. Oh, I can't really see them, but I can. This is it. I can't really go through doorways. Is the thing. I'm oh kind of yeah, I should. I should probably adjust your your profile real quick. Let me let me see if I can shrink you a little. I feel like uh, like I'm 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 like window shopping, but like in life, I just can't <laughs> go anywhere but the main drag. All right, I, I can I can move you through there if you want. Uh, first off, I want to check in with the rest of the party. Asanas, Lakura, and Laris, what are you doing? I imagine we're like uh, Asena is trying to walk normal, which makes mm-hmm. it not normal. Just like your arms oh, at your oh. side, off to you know. Yeah. T posing to assert dominance. Then we're we're definitely a pair then, because because Lyris is like putting his hands in his imaginary pockets, uh, like, like still walking around, kind of whistling. Uh, I'm not really sure how to do this. Uh, uh, mostly we just I just kind of kick down the door and you know portal in and kill things. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's you have much experience usually... in this espionage. Espionage. Uh, it's it's new to me. I normally prefer a direct approach, but you know we can always learn new skills. Oh, I think you're doing great. You're very inconspicuous. Thank Passive you. perceptions from everyone in the party except John because <laughs> John. Mine, mine's a nine. Have a nice day. <laughs> you said yours is a nine. Nine. Okay, you are by the way sitting on a big pile of inspiration. Just be advised, much. Oh, am I? Yeah, oh, man, yeah. Many... you've got a lot in the wings. Uh, Pods, what's your passive perception? Is that just normal perception? No, nah, it'll be Seven. underneath all your skills. It's it's your perception oh. plus 10, basically. But, oh, 17. 17. Okay. John and Asena, as you make your way along this bridge, your expertly honed senses... Go off. The hair on the back of your neck rises. Old wounds flare up. Oh, no. The two of you have developed a highly toned sense. Your ninja sense is tingling. Oh, no. You don't have ninjas here, do you? Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, probably. Ninjas uh, all sorts of types. everywhere. Be right back. <laughs> Only ever do you have to disprove the notion that ninjas are around, not prove that they are actually there. <laughs> while, we, while we were waiting on him, where can I see my inspirations? Oh, uh, the thing about that is, it's not that easy. Um, oh, okay, if it's perfect. in the if if it's in the the queue of our show, I can see that easily for you. But a lot of these are stream loots cards, and I've not been opening yours. I've only been opening the general ones for uh, for uh. chat. So that's going to be a gnomes thing. Yes, oh. you have. Hit me with it. Two. I don't know where to... uh, two. You have two. Two. <laughs> you said he had a boatload. You know, I said a pile. All right, I said a pile, not a boatload. If you put them on top of each other, it's exactly. A pile. It all depends on how large the inspirations are, right? That's what that's that's how what determines a pile. There's no scientific definition for what constitutes a pile. So get off my back. <laughs> Didn't say how big of a pile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be a very small pile, and it's still a pile. It still counts. Okay. Heap so, of things laid or lying on top of one another. A large, imposing building, group of buildings. A place of things oh to put on top of the other. Yeah, there you go. Things are on top of mm. each other. It's a pile. Done. Exactly um, two of them. <laughs> exactly two of them. It counts. It totally counts. Anyways, John, Asena, your ninja yeah. senses are tingling. 
Shadows move beneath the bridge that you walk upon, stalking your motion. You hear, you see people running, shadows for a brief moment running with their arms held behind them so that they can go faster and stealthier, <laughs> moving across the rooftops. <laughs> okay, they're on the rooftops. All right, they're, all right. they're all over the place. Uh, there's more than four of them. More than four of them, and you're saying that we are surrounded, right? Uh, they're, fall- they're, they're on either side, and they're following you. John is going a, to. Oh, go ahead. I say one of them does a sexy clone jutsu. <laughs> they have that. John's going to here. Go ahead. Duck down into uh, into one of the nearby piles of crap, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of over the radio. Uh, saying that you see those ninjas, right? Did you just say you were in a pile of crap? Uh, no. I. That was my player character. Telling the DM that's where I was going. John did not, in fact, actually say that. Um, don't worry about it, though. Uh, you saw the ninjas, right? I didn't see them, but I felt them. You felt them. Okay, good. I felt them as well. Um, I'm going to check into one of... Why are you only sitting under two barrels, John? Uh, it's a pile. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who the hell is this, by the way? Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure, since we're talking out in the open... The ninjas know that we know that they're here. I think you have a very different idea of what whispering in this thing is like. That we are talking for the sense that people can hear us, but we're trying to keep it kind of low. You know what I'm talking about here? Why are you You're screaming? <laughs> you know what? You deal with it. And uh, John's going to duck into one of the nearby uh, shops trying to see if he can find some gambling. Still going along with the plan because we have to find this group before these ninjas find us. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll stealth or... Um... I want to walk into a building, damn it. That's what okay. I want to I will, do. I will now give you the power to walk into... Okay, hey, you pulled it off. You jumped over the... Alright, there's a door to your south that I can open on demand. There's a door to your north. Uh, you're definitely in like a shady area. There's a church nearby. Uh, Asena and Lyris, make sure you're somewhere on the map that like reflects where you are on the map. I'm having a really hard time telling what anything is around here. Well, you know, Prexmarine's a confusing place as you're just walking in circles. I mean, how how do I see through this but then can't walk through it? What is this? Because that's a window. <laughs> oh no, that's that's okay. Do you see this right here? You're on this you're on this stone walkway, and if you go this yeah. way, you plummet to your death. What do you mean oh, plummet yeah. to my nice. death? Look, this is the city below. See the mist and stuff? No, because it's hard to see anything in here. Well, zoom in. <laughs> Very zoom. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Where are you? I need to, I need to see this myself. Yeah, nope. I, I just checked your vision, and uh, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> I don't know where I went. Uh, you were over here. It just put me by Lyris. Okay, yeah, I'll take care of it. Mate, can you just take me to somewhere where I can gamble this? <laughs> okay, <laughs> roll a perception <laughs> check to find a place where you can gamble. Yes, thank you. Great, you have found a place where you can gamble. Uh, you give like oh, a, a secret knock, and I'll, I'll I'll bring you in. It's also shaven haircut, oddly enough. That's the most secret knock I know. You go into this little room right here where a completely on the up and up individual with no relation to um well it doesn't matter the point is he's been here the whole time 
Uh, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> so you you find the game. He gets a couple of people over. Uh, somebody crawls up from beneath to join the game. A roachling. Uh, it's a all right. Imagine like a person, except it's a roach. Wow. Now imagine a roach, it? except it's a person. Mm. Whoa. Okay. No, I you had me with roach person, but person roach that sounds like some fly level stuff. I'm not into that anymore. And uh, a guard, and they all start rolling dice together. Asina and Lyris, are you just standing awkwardly in the middle of the, of the area? <laughs> uh, Lyris would try to keep an eye on on Kenny, uh, or not the not Kenny on, on John, not John Kenny not Michael. Follow all the way, but like, you know, he went down this alley. He's probably going to be moseying slowly behind. Yeah. yeah, let me know if you need me to push you through the alley. No, you're good. And uh, Asena, are you following suit? There. If he if he goes yeah. into this place, yeah, he went into that door to the if north. He goes into a building. I'm probably not probably not going to go in the building. Might mm-hmm. just casually loiter outside of it, though. Okay. Uh, same with you, yeah, Asena. Yeah. Loiter. Okay. I would like both of you two who are outside to roll perception checks, please. Watch out, liars. Don't let anyone get the drop on you. An 11? No one's ever gotten the drop on me. I am alert at all times. And a 14. You know they're out there, but you've lost track of them. But what's a little bit easier to... uh, John, are you proficient in gambling tools? Uh... Yes, I'm half efficient in everything. Cool. Give me a gambling tools check. Use whatever skill is appropriate here. Dexterity for a slight of, for, you know, games of skill. Uh, wisdom to get a read on somebody. Charisma to bluff somebody. Just give me a roll to see how the gambling is going. Uh, am I able to use my my smarts to kind of see if I can pick up what their <laughs> what their tips, tip-offs are and then use it against them? Yeah. Cool. It would be a 16. If I failed, let me know. I have a mm-hmm. thing that says I didn't. Well, as you're playing this, the Roachling... I thought that you were in hiding. Out here to play and throw dice with us. Uh, yeah, the thing about that is I am. And he... John goes ahead and winks. Just, you know... Keeping my skills sharp, making sure that I am uh, staying on the up and up with everything, but keeping on the down low, okay? They find out I'm gone, they're going to come back and get me, you know what I mean? John, unseen but scarcely noticed, stealthy hands climb along the outside of the building behind you. You said unnoticed? Uh, I mean, you notice them because oh. your passive perception is absolutely filthy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ninjas are moving in to surround the area. And also, at the same time, Asena, you hear a loud metal thud against metal against stone, footsteps approaching. Did you hear that? Someone's coming. Oh, uh, uh, are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I heard it. Thud. Oh, it's a thud. city. There's lots of sounds. Thud. Okay, now I kind of hear it. Thud, thud, thud. It is growing closer and it is coming from this direction. John, what's your thing? Uh, I just want to get a read on the cockroachling uh, to see if it seems as though they know 
and I know I know that they they knew Kenny by name, but do they seem to be like, oh yeah, we've seen you around, or like we're supposed to be watching you? What are you doing here? Mm, Roll an inside the kind check. Of read he's getting natural, uh, be a twenty. natural twenty. Yeah, this first the the Roachling is not affiliated with the guild that's hiding you, but they're in on the gossip about it. They don't have a they don't have any skin in the game either way, but they are acting odd in little bits and pieces they're not deceiving you but you've seen this before there's a psychic influence going on not governing any of its actions but perhaps just a moment a flicker of the eyes gleaning information from its brain actively gotcha this is a a mole not on purpose like a psychic mole yeah more like more like more like a ward of sorts yeah like somebody dropped a ward in mid Uh uh-huh okay cool cool good to know good to know Okay, the thuds continue, and you hear them on the outside as well. Should we um just play cool, or oh. I could pull out guns. I'm not. I'm not quite sure what to do here. Uh, give, give me, give me just a just a moment. As uh, as Lyris is is going to kneel down, mm-hmm. um, to the to the pavement. He's gonna put his hand on the pavement. And uh, it just kind of sends, and as he does, it's it's almost like the effect of his swords opening a portal, but it's not it's not quite a portal. It's more of just that same type of void esque energy that kind mm-hmm. of branches off from his hands and and kind of uh, like cracks out through the stones. Um, as he, I'm going to use my divine sense to detect good and evil. Okay, you sense it's not a fiend. But it is a fiendish presence, and it's drawing closer in the exact position as the heavy footsteps. Oh. Evil this way comes. <laughs> All right. Can, can Slakura make the place smell nice? Yes. Slakura begins emitting a lovely floral <laughs> fragrance. This little pink flower slime just starts spritzing the whole area with Febreze. We're just uh, perfume peddlers, okay? Oh, I don't, I don't think that this individual is going to be interested in perfume. You may want to get, uh, whatever that thing was you shot me with earlier. You might want to get that back out. As he's sensing this this fiendish presence and not uh, is not taking that lightly. The heavy footsteps I don't think I don't think they're gonna want to talk stop just barely just barely out of sight for a moment you see an enormous metal boot before it steps back into the shadows and it's halts John inside the gambling house you're trying to get some information out of this guy right go ahead and roll a deception check Kontaka also stirs at your side, John. A familiar fiendish presence. Familiar, you say? Yes. Not a fiend, but something that courses with fiendish energies. John makes a note of the fiendish presence, kind of placing a hand at his side where Kontaka is no longer visible, but is still there. Mm -hmm. And uh, John's going to go ahead and roll a inspiration to re-roll this. Okay, go ahead and burn that. 
Okay. That would be a 25, and if that fails, I have something else. A 25 does not fail. The Roachling lets it slip during several rounds of games of chance that uh, the Roundhouse gang has a safe house that's lead-lined and warded, and it's inside inside the tavern. And he's telling me to avoid that place for gambling if I want to make sure I stay undiscovered by my associates. No, that's the place where they thought you were. So, yeah, if you're trying to avoid the people keeping an eye on you, don't go to the roundhouse. Cool. So John wants to go there. Kenny wouldn't want to go right. there. Right. Cool. And the Great. secret password to get into the into the uh, the safe house is uh, you order a shoey. You order okay. Order a shoey. Yeah, a shoey, which is a drink poured out of a boot. Now, because John understands that this uh, character of his may be compromised, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that he spends enough time to ascertain if this information is actually good or if he's trying, if, if the roast thing is counter-deceiving him. Nope. You've got a, a solid lead on this on this character. A shifty figure, but okay. not somebody who's leading you astray. This is honor amongst thieves, you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, perfect. Okay. At the now exact... So, go ahead. Oh, just now that he's got the information he needs, John is going to very much try to like casually extricate himself from like ah he'll he'll very like if, if he's won anything he'll mm -hmm. very awkwardly lose it like ah man i bet too much time to get out of here kind of a thing okay there's a door behind you a door in front of you and several windows as you are preparing to extricate yourself lyris and asena you hear a voice over the top of the roofs to your south Hello, lovelies! And somebody's head pops up over the nearby roof. She has wild white and gray hair, a pair of goggles on. You just see a head, dark skin, and is glancing over at the lot of you. Oh. Hello? I don't suppose oh. you've seen a little goblin around these parts. Uh, no, no, uh, I don't know any goblins. Uh, do you know any goblins? Uh, what? What's a goblin? Uh, she's new in town. Uh, don't mind her. Mm, got it. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you didn't travel here with one. You haven't been hanging out with one anywhere nearby. And she lifts... Uh, do we look... She lifts up her hand, and in her hand is a... A Sina, what is unmistakably a ray gun. Where where did you get that? I just have to ask these things. This I made it myself. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just I have to ask these things. I have to check around. So you won't mind if I just go ahead and knock on the door there, see if anything's going on, look for goblins over there. Can I check? I Asana's going to check her pockets and make sure her ray gun's still there. Your ray gun is still there. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, uh, who are you, and what what gives you the authority to? Uh demand anything of us. I'm so glad you asked, for I am Circe, the master of Magitech, the most nefarious inventor in the city of Beacon, and the authority is thanks to my ray gun of amazing transformation. Patent pending. Oh no, I'm an inventor. Oh, um, oh, transformation. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a tinkerer myself, as he, as he holds up his, uh, his metal gauntlets that he's 
that he's uh, got on and his it is shows off his boots a bit. Uh, I've been known to uh, to craft a thing or two. Well, those aren't bad. Those aren't bad. Love to get a, a second look at those. Assume um, either you know later over some drinks or immediately after I turn you both into chickens and take the gear from you as I take care of that goblin in that building back there. Either way is fine by me. Why don't you just come down here and see it? You don't have to turn us into chickens. Pass. Not not strictly necessary. Um, hey, Big G! And the thudding resumes from around the corner. Uh, boy. Uh, what do you want with a goblin, anyway? A uh, nefarious uh, order of law and order, defiance of the Grandmaster. I don't know. I barely keep track of these things. Hmm. Raygun's getting bored, though. A scene. I, I got a cool gun. Oh, do yeah. You like? You should show her your gun. Check this out. This is you're gonna love this one. Yeah. You ever seen this one? As you pull out this enormous laser, you can. It's almost like you can, even though you can't see her eyes through the goggles. It's like her eyes go wide. Asena Slakura slides back, so only it's. Their eyes are poking over your shoulder. And... Thud. Thud. Around the corner emerges an enormous figure clad in armor. Its mouth is a great bolted shut. Violet fire burns within. It's covered with seals marked with the language of the world of Yokai Blossom as Ganyu Sinmal rounds the corner. Uh, Lyris, gigantic figure, completely armored, no flesh visible, and like I said, it, instead of like a mouthpiece, it's, it's like a furnace grate, and you can see purple fire burning inside. Uh, is he with you? Mm-hmm. What? Mm. He used to be our friend. Enemy, then friend, wait, wait. then... You know this guy? Does oh, that yeah. mean you know her? I don't know her. But you know this guy. I know him. But he's working for this. Yes. This lady. Yes. How uh, scale of one to ten? How how strong is he? Hmm. Eight. Eight. Uh, Seven. Uh, out of curiosity, how strong do you, how do you think I am? Ten. Oh, easy then. So if you could just go ahead, uh, have the goblin come out here, surrender, all that good stuff. Uh, I know you were running around with him earlier on. The two of you were adorable. Uh, but yeah, give me the goblin. Uh, hold on a second. Let me... Uh, where is this? Uh... Goblin, uh, Lyris is going to speak very loudly out in the street. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, I suppose you could go in, but I'm not sure you're going to find a goblin. As I've told you, we don't, we don't know any goblins. Because he's, he's yeah. speaking very loudly, which is not uncommon for him. 
Inside the room, the roachling and the uh, shady figure who's been here the whole time and the guard hear that noise. They look over at Kenny and they start packing up. They just start well, like, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I actually had a plan for that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, so John's going to go ahead and uh, during the course of their conversation, uh, I'm going to use sleight of hand, if that's okay, to try and hide the fact that I'm casting a spell. Mm-hmm. And John's going to try and charm the uh the roach uh, kin that he's been talking to. Okay. So I'll, I'll drop the sleight of hand first. And oh. like I like I say, if I if I fail, let me know if it's a failure, and I'll go ahead and uh, I'll do a little something something. Okay. Somebody in this room absolutely picked up on it. The roachling didn't notice, but um, not Falister Fisk did notice. Absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta, Remember, you all got a luck die from Chad as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, okay, that's not great. Um, how, long is, how, how long does that luck die last for? Is it this session or this event? This session. How long? Use it or lose it. It's, oh, pfft, using it now then. There you go. That's okay, good enough. Space, great, 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 great. Yeah, that would be a 21. Okay, yeah. Nobody notices what you're up to. Congratulations. Cool. Don't don't worry what I'm doing with the map. Don't worry at all. It's just another streamless card that was played earlier. Not, <laughs> not, not to fret, not to fret at all. Okay, so uh, the Roachling is now charmed by you. Uh, does... uh, not just the Roachling. This cast is a second level spell because I'm a warlock. Oh, who so else did you want to hit the guard gonna... or the? Uh... I'm going to hit the guard. Yeah. Okay, and that's a so wisdom saving throw, right? Yep. Does yeah, a sixteen? It says DC seventeen. Okay. Uh huh. Natural twenty. <laughs> Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, so realizing that it doesn't work along the rogue scene, but he did hit the guard with it. The, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny is going to say, Hey, buddy. Hal, you were amazing. I actually need to pick something up from... And, mate, there's got to be somewhere he, he passed by here that had a shop name. Just John picks a shop name that he saw on the way here. Yeah, the the archive. I need to pick something up at the archive. Or rather, I need to pick something up at the archive. Here, take this. And John's going to hand him 10 gold. I'm not supposed to be seen out and about right now, so if you can go ahead and pick it up for me, I'd be much obliged, okay? Yeah, sure. What do I need to tell him? Uh, just tell him that it's a package for Kenny and that uh, when you're done, just go ahead and uh, go ahead and take it back to the, uh, the roundhouse gang. Perfect. No, absolutely. I'm happy to. Uh, and hey, the, guard, awesome. <laughs> the guard is going to move past you to go out the front door. Great. John's going to go ahead and uh, use his, uh, his uh, what is it called? The warlock thing that he can do. <laughs> it's called a invocation. He's going to use his invocation hmm. to use silent image, and he's going to make the guard look like Kenny. <laughs> okay. So as... Lyris is talking really, really loudly about the goblin. A door opens, and a goblin walks out through the door. And John makes the point of saying, uh, now he looks like John again. Hey, uh, I'm running late, so hurry. Go get right now. Run, 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 run. (laughs) Okay, so you hear John talking in his normal voice, and you see this goblin walking out the door. What will Lyris and Asena do? 
Oh, uh, uh, oh, look, uh, there's a goblin right there. Uh, you, you were right. Uh, uh, can I, can I oh, use it? That's what? a goblin? Yeah, huh. that's our friend. I don't know. We don't, we don't know this guy. I mean, what are you doing? John pushes out past the goblin and stands He's... next to the two of them. Oh my gosh, you guys. Wow. That goblin just took me for all I was worth. Hey, real quick. Uh, I, I forgot something back at the, uh, the place with the shoes. Follow me. Hey, oh, huh, nice to meet y'all. Hey, real quick. Um, there's some ninjas out in the hall. Might want to be careful. Not really the nice kind of business. And he's going to just put his hands over both of their shoulders and just walk right by just seeing Ganyu symbol there. John's going to look at him and activate his fear or if this is the same Ganyu symbol, Gon's going to put that same exact fear into the heart of it that he did okay. before. I have to roll a wisdom save, right? And is there anything else here that can see him? You know, fuck it. John's going to hit everything here that can see and hear him. <laughs> that, isn't, that, that, is, that isn't these two. Okay. Let's just... Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. All right. Uh, You're just dropping the fear aura? Okay. Anything within the sight oh, and sound and smell of John Carmichael is okay, about to be it, scary. Okay, not including your allies, right? You specifically said not including specifically your allies? Specifically not the allies, yes. Okay. And what's the DC As, on it? Uh, that would be a 15. Okay. As John's shadow grows ever larger. As you, uh, yeah, Ganyu Sinmal is feared again. You're not sure if it's the same one, but it's the same look of hesitation in those burning purple eyes, even as it looks over at Slakura and the fires burn with hunger. At that moment, however, Circe, Master of Magitech, levels the Raygun of Amazing trans, uh, Transmogrifications directly at John and looks through her goggles at the goblin and says, what is that, like a cantrip? Uh, I have no idea what you were talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, really nice you, you completely do. I, seriously, Master of Magitech, have the gorgeous goggles of all seeing. See right through this low-level illusion. You are going to have to get up earlier in the morning to pull one over on Circe, the Master of Magitech. Uh, but there's no goblin. Way, when, this is, when this is happening, just uh, look at that ping of... Go ahead. Do we still get that ping of infernal energy? The infernal energy is coming from Ganyu Sinmal. Oh, Ganyu Sinmal. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of loaded with the stuff. So gotcha, gotcha, as gotcha, you're gotcha. trying to do the whole, oh, we'll just go ahead and leave. There's ninjas. Don't worry about us. We're not here. That's when Circe is just leveling the gun at you and calling out your magic. Pause. Were you about to say something? Go ahead. Yeah. So you agree there is no goblin here. I saw a goblin. Um, or no, yeah, but actually. You're looking for I a goblin and there's not. Okay, so why were you disguised as the goblin? What's going on here? Bring me up to speed. And Gandhi Sinmal is going, was going to block your path, John, but because of the fear, sort of hesitates and steps back for a moment. Why don't you go ahead and join us for a drink? How about that? We'll catch you up on this. Wait, wait, wait a second. I don't know if we could do it. We just can't tell everybody our business. Oh, hold on. Hold on a moment here. John, roll persuasion check, please. Persuasion, persuasion. John's gonna roll persuasion. Fifteen. Fifteen? And if I fail, I have a thing. <laughs> use the thing, please. I will use the thing. What are you burning? A deduction dice? Uh inspiration. Or no no, not inspiration, the, the talisman. Ah, okay. Uh eighteen. 
All right, Circe, Master of Magitech, thanks for a moment. By the way, now that she's fully in view, you can see that her shoes have jets attached to them. Oh, cool. She's flying with her shoes. So, <laughs> she thinks about it. She looks at Ganyu Sinmal and says, Eh, sure. Great, let's go. And she's going to... John go puts ahead. the arms around both of his friends and pushes past Ganyu Sinmal. Okay. <laughs> How close is the bar, by the way, mate? Uh, it's right up the street. It's right up the main drag. Up the main drag. Can we get there from here? Uh, yeah, you're just gonna have as to go a, a slightly. Yeah, you're just gonna have to go a slightly circuitous route. Um, Circe, because she can fly right now, is just gonna zoom overhead and say, "Oh, you're going the long way. Yeah, just go uh, up, up. Yep, keep going. She's flying alongside you. You lose well, track just, of her. Just, 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 just a moment. So okay, I mean, she's pretty far away, and John's pushing fast. I have a plan for this. We're not, mate. We're not actually doing this. Just gonna put that. Okay. Out. All right. Go. What's, what's, <laughs> what's the plan? Fantastic. Everyone go ahead and move so, past the giant uh, dude who shudders as the spirit, blo the blossom spirit, Slakura, which he hungers for, passes by him. As he passes by, Lear's, oh, hi, uh, uh, I like your armor. Uh, oh, and I'd like to point you into the direction of uh, this spell real quick. Mm -hmm. So, John, roll an arcana check. Yeah. An arcana check, you say. Mm -hmm. That would be a 21. Those goggles are true sight. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Sees through illusions. Sees through invisibility. Does it see through darkness? Uh, hmm, let me see. Because that's the other part of my plan. <laughs> that's phase two of the operation. It's actually phase one of the Should operation. Be. I don't believe True Sight sees through darkness. I think it sees through illusions and invisibility and ish like that. Because right, I know the Witch's Sight sees okay. through darkness. Uh, you can see through normal and magical darkness. Ah, dang. Okay, well, shoot. Mudcat was right. As, he, yeah, as was... we push on by... Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. As we push on by, John uh, has the gumption to try to pull this off and then he realizes oh crap those are some pretty intense goggles also okay. i'm gonna unhide all the ninjas because as you go by them you kind of see them lurking in the shadows following you. you you just get the impression you're being followed also there's an explosive barrel right there oh nice just right there john's gonna look at asena as they pass by and he's gonna he's gonna give asena the aforementioned like weird eyes like hey you should Look into my brain with your mind and your voice and your talkie. There's a what? look for that. <laughs> what? What? The sign that we came up with. John gives her the, oh shit, we're in trouble. You should talk to me in your brain eyes. Like, is this what you want me to do? Yes, that was perfect. Well done. Okay, oh. uh, yeah, new plan. You've got to come up with a better signal. Do you have any other ideas? I don't know. Some sort of pose or something? A pose? Yeah. Sure. I'll come up with a pose. I've got a very good pose for you. Later. Anyway, uh, this isn't going to work. My plan is not going to work. She can see through literally everything with those things. So I'm pretty sure these are the people that are looking for Kenny, obviously. Uh, I know how to find him. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, we either... We lead them to him. Uh, no. <laughs> well, yes. 
do you want to just do this thing? You want to just have a big old fashioned, you know, standoff, or do you want to try to extricate uh, Penny from the situation? I don't know what extricate means, so let's do the first option. Does Can you I'm pull assuming... Lyris into this? By the way, we've had like a three-way mental chat, right? Hey, Lyris. Uh, uh, hi. I'm in your brain right now. Yeah, so am I. We're trying to figure out, uh, do we want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them all right now, or do we want to lead them back to where Kenny is and do it there with allies, or should we try to split up, gang, and send someone off to go rescue Kenny, and the others can try to lead them on a wild goose chase? Uh, I'm not sure we want to lead them to Kenny, uh, if that's what they're looking for. Yeah, plus, I didn't like her attitude. I just think we should punch him. Do you, want to do, you want to do this here then? Well, I feel like Ganyu Symbol is a 7 and Lyris is a 10, so. Ganyu Symbol might eat your little friend though. Like right off the bat, unless you can get Slakora the heck out of here. Slakora doesn't have to fight. Plus, how do we even know this is the real Slakora? Okay, good to know. All right, how about this? Uh, I'll take Ganya Symbol, since I'm kind of the specialist when it comes to killing fiends. You two take out the ninjas and the Magitech lady. That sound good? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It seems a little easy, but... Yeah. All right, but cool. Let's pick our dance partners. How, I thought, I thought Ganya Symbol was your friend. I don't think this is the right Ganya Symbol. This is probably one of the many that got killed previously. Oh, well, he didn't eat Slakura. Anyway, uh, John's going to uh, to turn about, just kind of just 180, or rather out of the brain. He's going to, to 180, turn around, and uh, make sure that he can put himself in position to where they'll have a fighting chance. It looks like you said that this was the exploding barrel, mate. Mm-hmm. It's the only All one right. you see at the moment. Perfect. John wants to make sure that we pass right by that thing. We want that barrel right next to the We also just right some sort of a chapel door. or a religious ritual of some kind is going on. There's a lot going on mean? in the city. What do you mean religious? Wait, what? What? I mean, there's there's a church here. And there's some people in church with very nice clothes. And we pop our head in and just see who the heck they are? <laughs> yeah, roll a religion check. Or, or a... Uh, or a what? A perception check. Yeah, that's much better. A 22. You you speak Infernal, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they're they're praying to Mammon. That's the god of greed, right? Yeah, it's the archdevil of greed. Or archdevil, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cash rules everything around me. Cash <laughs> rules everything around me. Hey, you guys like cash? In accordance with the prophecy. Well, cool. So hey, come over here. I got a ton of money for you. What were you saying, Lyris? John just keeps so, walking out. What, what are you doing? What are you, you're making worse. It's a distraction. We've got a lot of distractions going on. Yeah, we got a lot of distractions <laughs> going on. Scene hey. is getting increasingly complicated. If you put a target in front of me, I'm going I know, to shoot at I know, you. I know, I know. I was going to walk by the chapel and didn't even know it was there. I, you know, I didn't have to point it out, and I pointed it out, and honestly, that's on me. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
what else? Um, make your final arrangements and make your play, team. John's going to keep walking the long way towards the bar and hope that his compatriots join them so we can get well out of the way of this exploding barrel. Okay. Uh, the master, seriously, Master of Magitech doesn't want to go indoors because this whole area is indoors. So she's going to fly around the other side. And the ninjas are going to leap. Some of them are going to follow. The rest of them are going to do ninja stuff over here, leaping around and flipping out. Mate, is there a way we can get them to kind of go the way we want them to go near this crazy barrel? Uh, how are you going to try to convince them to go to the crazy barrel? Well, here's barrel? what I'm thinking. This mm -hmm. goes somewhere, right? They just yeah, it go goes off to another prepared. part of the city. Yes. Yeah, so if we go that way, they're going to have to go this way, right? Correct. So you want to just do a little can, a little. Yeah, loop? can we just say that we're going that way so that way they can be near the barrel? Lyris, are you about to say something? Uh, you, you, you all go ahead. I'll draw them in. Oh, interesting. As, uh, as oh, he's going to stand by this explosive barrel with it behind him. Blocking it with his bulk. He's going to, he's going to prep a misty step. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right. Roll. How far are you trying to lead them on, John? Because if Lyris is stopping right there and trying to get all the ninjas in one place, that's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to, to lead them on. Uh, well, if he's going to stay there and gather all those people, then I guess mm -hmm. Asana and I can go the other way. Okay. So that's that's fine with me. We're just going to keep going on this way. And as they're leaving, John's leaving a trail of money. He's going to be dropping <laughs> a total of 100 gold for the followers of Mammon to, okay. to pick up. Okay. He's literally just like one, two, three, just dropping them down as they go. And as long as he's trying to gather everyone from inside of that place to kind of, you know. It's just like you said, we here. manifested it and it came real. <laughs> Universal vibrations. We're attracting wealth. And actually, it looks like we've got a couple ninjas and the Magitech lady, right? Yeah. Three of the ninjas are, are flipping from uh, spot to spot over here amongst the sky, the uh, platforms in the Sky City. And the Magitech lady did not want to go inside again, so she's just sort of floating around with her hands behind her back, just watching you guys, following along. Yep, right up this way. This is going to go to the back door. Uh, no, side door. Side door, not the back door. Side door's good. And uh, John looks at Asena, and she wants a sign, so he's going to go ahead and just uh, do one of these. Plus one I XP. can't hear anything you're saying. So I feel like everyone would know what that pose meant. Do you have to, it has to be like a secret pose. I feel like you need to be the one that comes up with it then. Because I feel like if I'd have done anything else, you wouldn't know what I meant. What? Yeah, you said you were going to make a pose. You were going to let me know what, what you... I can't come with the pose. I'm going to shoot them now. Okay, shoot them. Okay, then. Are we all good? Making good progress down there? How are things coming along? Oh, it's going great. John takes out his gun and he shoots her. Okay. In <laughs> We're not going to do the full combat right now, but I do want everybody to roll for initiative. Gucci. Ooh, that's exciting music. Again, D20 Deathmatch knows how to roll. For real. 
figuratively and literally. And occasionally digitally. It's true, good point. Alright, am I missing anyone? I'm not getting all the NPCs right now. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Okay, uh, John, you do in fact go first. Roll to shoot in face. Julio, John is going to go ahead and he's going to shoot with Krontaka. And I have spell bullets. John is going to use said spell bullets. Specifically, he's going to use a fireball bullet since there's a bunch of ninjas nearby. <laughs> okay, shoot the shot. So this is going to be going at the Magitech Lady. John is going to burn a charge of Krontaka and mess this person's day up. Oh, and for good measure, he's got a bonus action. Might as well activate Tiamat's curse on her. Okay. Uh, you know that, like, if you're trying to hit her with the bullet, then the fireball is going to originate from her. Yes, that is correct. Okay, you're comfortable with that. Sana and John are incredibly good at dodging things. Okay, great. Uh, shoot the shot. And here we go. Warp Spasm. Kronzaka, go. Does a 33 hit. Yes, a 33 <laughs> hits. <laughs> All right. Great. So, can you make a DC 18 uh, psychic or wisdom check, please? I can wisdom do that. Throw? I can do that. This is against what? Uh, the psychic damage from the weapon. Ah. Darn. All right. Negated. What else Negated. you got? Negated. Well, I have this for starters. How much physical damage was that? It was 11 points of piercing damage. And four points of Tiamat's curse damage. So and four also points of Tiamat's curse damage. And uh, a little little something something else. Let's just go ahead and just... Yeah, it's not... Why isn't it... Oh, okay, that didn't work either. Come on. Can you work, please? You know what? I'm just going to do this because this is we'll just... We'll do it live. Two. Yep. And this is going to be a DC 19, actually, because it's using my wizardly magic. Okay. The fireball explodes. The sound of it rumbles throughout the entire district. It is impossible for people to have not noticed this fireball and this gunshot as the bronze revolver forged from the spear of a Celtic warrior goes off and there's a massive explosion. Uh, these ninjas have been given disadvantage by chat. Oh, lovely. I'm going to use it now. Would you believe that rank one ninjas don't have evasion? Are you really? familiar? Are you familiar with the conservation of ninjutsu? Yes. <laughs> the more ninjas there are, the weaker they are. The fewer ninjas yep, there are, the stronger they are. Oh, that's what I was hoping was going to happen. So all of the ninjas explode as the fireball clears. Circe, master of Magitech, is completely unaffected. Oh, really? I have to thank you for giving me this opportunity to demonstrate the ability of my baffling blouse of the elements. She gestures down at her completely unsuited and rather fashionable garb that she's wearing. Is that, uh, I guess, resistance then? Very good. Or immunity. Immunity. Uh, it matters not. Go ahead and suck on this uh, masterful lady thing. <laughs> is that double tap? Uh, no, this is my second attack, and double tap's coming in just a moment. That's right, because you warp spasm. That's right. Yep. Uh, 23, does that hit? As you can see, I remain completely immune to bang. Yes, the 23 hits. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please, and I'll go ahead and make the last of my attacks with my double tap. Ooh, yeah. Uh, before you ask, a 32 also hits. Oh, very good. <laughs> All right. 
Give me a wisdom save wisdom and another wisdom save. save. Survey wow. says two interesting, saves. Interesting, interesting. Very good. So she takes a total of 30 points of piercing damage. Uh, excuse me. Come again. Uh, 17 from the one shot and 13 from the other shot. So uh, plus eight. So because four oh, and four are from the. Okay. Bang, 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 bang. Is that it for John Carmichael? That's it for you. Well, he's going to move. Okay, uh, go ahead and move I yourself. I want to make sure I can get out of range. And then John shouts at Asena. Okay, that was the uh, the opening. You're the full salvo. She's flying above the city, the empty city, by the way. Um, all right. On her turn, she's going to say, this is a perfect opportunity for me to demonstrate my ray gun of amazing transformation. And she aims it directly at Asena and pulls the trigger and a spiral of pink energy goes and surrounds Asena as she fires. A 29 hits. Uh, the beam connects oh with you. Roll a wisdom saving throw. With advantage because of the, because uh, of Doug the Pug. Wait, do you consider that a missile? Do you, do you have any inspiration? Sure. Oh. Yeah. Okay, spend an inspiration and a reaction to attempt to block and reflect the transformation ray. <laughs> um, I think I can just... You, cl you should be able to click it from your weapons. So... <laughs> Now roll a unarmed attack to reflect it back at her. Ooh. A 19. All right. You, silver astral light surrounds your fist as you just hold up and palm, place your palm in front of it. It gathers and then you shove it back as it spirals back into her face. She blinks for a moment. Rolls a wisdom saving throw, gets a natural 20. Oh, oh my god. Oh, wow. That was incredible. How did you do that? That shouldn't be possible. You have to tell me about your technique. That was amazing. And then she shoots you with her stupendous size changing ray. <laughs> 18 to hit. Does that hit? Yep. Okay. Roll a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, gosh. A 16 does not save. You got any spice for that? You have a luck die, and we're going to end the session soon. Sure, I'll use the luck die. Oh, yeah. Give us another roll. Let's see what happens. 11. All right. She aims it at you, and it spins around you, and everything grows and grows and grows and grows. As you shrink down to the size of a cat, you are now tiny. Well. Sakura bounces happily next to you, the same size as you. <laughs> and That's not good. Seriously, swoops down and says, we absolutely have to talk about this. Here, both of you, come with me. And she's going to make to grab the two of you to collect you, to discuss what you just did for future science. Oh, gosh. Okay. Lyris. Uh, Somebody has invoked the glory of the Grandmaster. Ooh, nice. Defeat the most worthy foe on the battlefield in single combat to receive ooh. her blessing. If you accept this challenge, simply direct it at a foe, 
and Deathmatch will begin. Uh, the most powerful? Does it, does the it... most worthy foe on the battlefield. Well, I guess I guess uh, it's hard. I can't see everything down in this alley, but uh, hold on a second. You can, you can see the big, the big dude is coming. He's on his way. I'll uh, I'll stand in front of those barrels, but uh, yeah, I'll he'll, he'll raise his swords. Uh, how about we just do this, uh, me and you, to the to the the big suit of armor. Mm-hmm. We must feed. Oh, I could, I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe after the the fight. No. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Because uh, you haven't done anything. How, yet. how does this work? Do I get to attack him? Um, that... If you make your way to him and engage him in battle, and yes, there's a lot of people in the way. You can shove them aside. You can teleport towards okay. him. He's over. He's over here. Okay. Uh, how far is that? Yeah, I just can't see around the corner there. Thirty feet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll bonus action. Uh, I'll bonus action misty step. Mm-hmm. As I as I do that though, can I use an inspiration to uh, to to maybe set this barrel off at the head of this? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you want to do to this thing? It's it's uh, explosive and it's under high pressure. If you do enough damage, it'll explode. With that inspiration, you can make it explode after you leave. If you don't do enough damage, it's going to slowly leak and then explode. Uh, realistically, I would I would like to try that inspiration to uh, to slice it with my swords and and warp it through a portal and like drop it from the sky right here. <laughs> Where do you want to drop it? Okay, He's just like right here in the in the alley hey, mate, somewhere. Can we activate over nine thousand on our buddy Lyris here to make sure that everything he's doing during this duel with Gandhi Symbol is epic? Yes, there was an over nine thousand that was played. So, oh uh, it does. That's from our anime arc, and that does exactly what it sound what it says on the tin. Oh, and now it's time to duel has been played. If two rivals in the scene face each other, they both receive massive benefits. So Ganyu Sinmal and Lyris are both going to go into full anime power-up one-on-one mode, completely <laughs> ignoring everybody else on the battlefield. The barrel falls down as asked. You slice it and then in the exact same moment transpose it there so that it appears in slow motion for a moment, splitting apart as the atoms themselves are separated. It's just this brief moment as the ninjas and the cultists of Mammon who are following the gold coins, they look up. And it explodes. As he, uh, as that explodes and is in that alley, he'll, uh, he'll just walk towards the flames, but cut a portal and just walk through them here behind, uh, behind this guy here. And then uh, I guess, and then I'll just take my sword attacks. I guess uh, first one coming in at a oh thirty, yeah, a thirty will hit, and uh, I will go ahead and uh, roll damage on that first one. Uh, Seventeen slashing. I'm gonna go ahead and green flame blade it just cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll deal six fire damage to him and 11 if anybody else is still remaining. 
Um, and then I'll go ahead and do a second level smite. So okay. that'll be... Does anything three, happen eight? while our friend is over 9,000 and getting the it's time to duel buff? In a moment. Okay. okay. All right. So that's 17 so that's, uh, slashing that's damage. That's 27 points on that hit. Mm -hmm. All right. Double all your smite damage for the over 9,000. six fire. Actually, no. Don't double all your okay, smite so damage. Eight, um, so... You have unlimited smites in this duel. Of any level? Of any level. That's your over 9,000. You have unlimited smites. Well, then let's just go ahead and make that a max <laughs> smite then. Uh, so, uh, 33 points of damage on that first strike. Okay. As uh, as now Lyris is powering up, he's uh, he's uh, the void from his sword starts to like seep up around his arms and and like surround his body as he just gets this black aura as he just Yaaah! as he walks through that portal just powering up second uh second sword swing coming in in With, 18 uh, does 18 that hit? hit he's this massive figure clad in armor does that hit the answer is no can i use the Luck die. Absolutely. Luck is on your side. Give me a second okay. roll. All right, perfect. That's hilarious. You oh. can stack because oh we haven't switched over to the new 5e rules. We haven't switched over to 1D&D yet, so luck is still busted if you want to burn an inspiration on this as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Throw it all in there. Throw it all down. So another, another roll. Let's go. Now we're talking. Hey. Now we're talking. 24. Unlimited smites. Go for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's the base damage. Then we'll do a 5d8. So slashing. Uh, plus, so 47 points on that next one. <laughs> um, I guess I have green flame blade too, right? It's every time I hit. So why um, not? Why not? It's over 9,000. 40, 47 plus 550, 50. 50 Sorry, yeah, 50, 42. 42 okay. points on the second hit. Cool. Is that it for you? That is it. As he's just okay. just hacking and slashing at this guy. So Ganyu Sinmal also gets the benefits of it's time to duel. I'm giving him the conversion ability from Anime 5e, which is the world from which he hails. Every 10 points mm -hmm. of damage you inflict on him gives him more points to spend on his abilities. So God. as he takes more damage, he becomes more powerful perfect he's not quite bloodied yet you've done an incredible amount of damage and so the seals that are stuck to his armor the the writing on them begins to glow they, they start to light on fire with that same flame the furnace that resides within him that churns and feeds on spirits the heat can no longer be contained it glows between the cracks the every gash that you inflict with the void sword this purple fire begins to roar out as ganyu sinmal begins to grow and literally become larger. But before he gets to do that, it's Tiny Asena's turn. Tiny Asena, Circe wants to discuss the reflection that you just did. What would you like to do? Did she grab us? She didn't have enough actions to grab you. Okay. Uh, what does me being tiny do? <laughs> uh, you have disadvantage on everything that has to do with hitting people. Uh, with, with physical strength. All right. Um, 
Okay, I am going to try and jump on her. <laughs> she's close, right? Yeah, she's close. Roll an athletics check. Uh, okay. Slakura flattens themselves into like a bubble and turns into a bounce pad for you. Nice. Roll with advantage. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay, boing. You jump onto Circe, the master of Magitech. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to activate a spell tattoo. Oh no! What spell tattoo are you activating? <laughs> and Remember? I'm going to try and curse her. Ooh, fun! Bestow curse. Yes. Okay, that's what a wisdom saving throw, Matt. That is right. Okay, I'm rolling that wisdom save. She's been hot all night. Oh, my yep. God. Are you kidding yep. me? Mm. No. <laughs> Do you still have your luck die? Or did you burn it? I think we used it in the last Yeah, I think you burned one. it. Yeah. Unlucky. Could the luck die <laughs> do something about that? Uh, yeah, I would force a reroll on the save. Okay, question. Yes. I have lucky die. Would yes, I you can. inspiration to give pods Yes, luck one die? inspiration, one luck die. I will accept Perfect. your sacrifice. Boom. John reaches out, and because... Asana is utilizing the tattoo that he painstakingly put on her. He's going to try and juice it up from his uh, from his spot here within. Okay. The- as it as the spell energies warp and distort in unpredictable ways, Circe, master of Magitech, makes another wisdom saving throw. A <laughs> twelve. You've used the curse. The curse is laid upon her. Are you doing anything else, Asana? Um. Yeah. By the way, which curse are you doing? Oh, I have to choose one. I forgot about that. You could do the Carmichael curse, or you could choose one of the other cool things it can do. I don't know your curse. So you have the option of either whatever Joe tells you, or you can choose one ability score. While they're cursed with that one ability score, they have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws with that one ability score. You can choose advantage on... You can choose disadvantage on attack rolls against you specifically. You can choose to wear... They make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of their turns. If they fail, they lose their action. <laughs> or you can choose to where your attacks deal an additional 1d8 necrotic damage. Or there's the Carmichael Curse where they just make a 1d8 negative to all their saves. All of their saves? So instead of having disadvantage and against that one save and that one ability score, it's just a negative 1d8 to all saves. So it makes all saves a little bit worse, or a lot of it worse, instead of disadvantage for one. Yeah. Um, I like. She has been rolling so amazing. I want her to make a wisdom save at the beginning of each turn, and then do nothing. Okay. Ooh. You've placed the curse of ADHD upon her. <laughs> <laughs> That was your action to deploy that spell, right? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do with your bonus action? You have planar slip and you have um just punching. I'm not I don't think I want to punch her as I am tiny. Planar Maybe. slip is still fully oh, you effective. You be but tiny, you are fierce. You could teleport out and blow her up on the way out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, let's pull in her slip because I also don't want her to grab me. <laughs> okay, so where do you want to teleport to? Um, gosh, where? I can't even see this. 
the city's very crowded. Yeah. I guess I'll just go over... This is the bar we're trying to get to, right? Yes, that is the bar you're trying but to I get to. But I thought we weren't actually going there. You do have to get Kenny out of here, one way or another. Because didn't we, like... We, you said that you were going to lead him to Kenny, but you weren't actually going to lead him to Kenny. Well, let's pretend that you're the, the, a Sana plan, making The plan a broke down yeah. yeah, a long time ago. Let's pretend that you're a Sana making a split-second decision. What would you do? Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess I'll just transport over to John. Cool. Especially given the fact that I'm tiny. Hey, while Maybe you're he here... Me. Oh my gosh, can she jump into John's pocket? <laughs> uh, size of a cat. Size of a cat. Okay, could you jump on the John's shoulder? Yes. Okay. Sakura on one shoulder, Asena on the other. But yeah. I but. need you to roll 1d100, please. Pods. Oh, uh -oh. No. oh boy. Uh -oh. You have fallen for my trap. Oh, no. You see, at the very beginning of this session, somebody played a rift card. I remember that. As... Asena uses her planar slip out here in the void between beyond space and time. It has some odd side effects as it sends out an astral flare throughout these dimensions. And it, for oh. a moment, that space that you teleported through is weakened. And like a beacon in the deep, like a, one of those little lantern fishy things down in the abyss of the water, dangerous um. creatures, extra dimensional beings see that flare and are drawn to the scene. And our oh the camera zooms out transcending dimensions as we see unknown figures weaving their way through the nether reality towards our heroes. Well, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Perfect. I also want to point out that we also got a redeemable to where if things get really bad, we can find a secret passage to get out of a bad situation. I, I deployed the secret passage to help you. Uh, wait, you help. did? Yeah, no, you can have the secret passage. It wasn't that effective. It'll be more fun. I was going to say, wait yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys can still have the secret passage. Screw it. Okay, Whew. so as we wrap up tonight's episode, uh, Box of Chaos, Over 9000, and Glory of the Grandmaster are all still in play and that magic item that's waiting for you. So we're going to resolve all of those when we come back next time on Fate of the Faithful. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Catch you later. <laughs>